brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. How are you, football fans? This Sunday, you can stream Fulham v Liverpool and Everton v Chelsea. That's an amazing Paddy's Day lineup for a one off payment of just 10 euro. To grab a Now TV Sky Sports Day Pass and only pay for the games that matter to you, search Now TV today. Content streamed via internet, full terms at nowtv.com. Welcome to Sister Speak True Blood, where we discuss season four of the HBO series True Blood from a sister's point of view. I'm Sister J. And I'm Sister K. And welcome to episode 37. Let's get started. Okay. All right. Well, we are going to have a magical special double episode today. <laughs> a magical. Yeah. Magical, mystical special. <clears throat> yep. Only because we kind of behind, so we're going to do them all, or, or both. Right. So we're going to start with episode, um, True Blood episode 10, which is Burning Down the House. Yep. And let's start with Suki, Eric, and Bill. Well, because they're at the Hotel Dorchester, if yeah. you recall. Yep. And, you know, the Antonia's standing up on the balcony with dumbass Roy talking about, kill the king, kill the king. You know, so Eric's... Eric is kicking Bill's butt. And, and, you know, I don't want him to kill Bill, but I'm going, yeah, kick that butt. No. <laughs> He's tossing him all over. Yes. And, of course, Sookie's trying to make it through the crowd, uh, you know, to get over there. Just when Eric is going to kill Bill with, with this wooden, like, little steak thing, mm-hmm. then Sookie goes, no. And, of course, her light comes out, and she zaps everybody. It, well, she zaps Eric. Eric, right? But it breaks everybody's spell. Pam, everybody in the room, everybody in the room. Um, I only think it breaks Eric's. No, no, no! It broke Pam too. It didn't break everybody because those other vampires were still under the influence of Antonia. Well, now that's true. That's true. So it breaks the spell. And Eric's standing there looking dumbfounded. Bill, of course, gets the upper hand well, to try to kill him. But Eric's standing there remembering everything. Well, yeah, but what I'm saying is he is kind of sitting there. And as he's remembering, that gives Bill a chance to snatch him up like he's about to do something. And, and then, of course, Sookie says, no. no, Bill. Yeah. And he stops. So then Eric's like, let me go. So he knows it's Eric. Yeah. It's the real Eric. Because it's, it's the real Eric. Right. He didn't say my liege, my king. Your majesty, nothing. Your majesty. He just went, let me go. 
Let me go. You know, I am so glad Eric's back. Aren't you? Yes. Dang, I'm but glad. But he's too quiet. Well, but that's the way he was. Mm. Oh, I hey, I I much prefer the non under a spell Eric because he at first of all, first thing he did was go and put some daggum clothes on. Then what was interesting about the scene, you know, once we get past all the killing and stuff yeah. that happened, because even Nan was like uh, staking uh, the one sheriff, the young sheriff. Oh, Nan was, uh, 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 she was terrible. She was tearing she, it up. She was throwing it. She threw this cameraman across the room talking about, get out of my face. And she took a pencil and staked this one vampire. Right, the young one. So, with all that, it was kind of cool. But when mm-hmm. Sookie, you know, flashed her light and got Eric's out of the spell, she was really looking at Sookie then like, oh, now I she? know yeah. why well, you've been so interested in her. Uh-huh. Now, that was really good. And you can see Bill looking kind of sheep like, oh, shit. And he did exactly what guilty people do, didn't he? He, does he, flipped, the, he flipped the script. Yeah. No, it's all your fault. And blah, oh, and I'm going to tell the authority on you and all this stuff. So he flipped the script. Well, but mm-hmm. that's the only way he knew how to do it later. Mm-hmm. But that, I thought, was a pretty good scene. Yeah, that was good. And, man, she had... Oh, but, but wait a minute. Back at the hotel, once uh, 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 Eric was not under the spell anymore, and, and, and Antonia did her little uh, chant, and all, and all of the other little Wiccans disappeared with her. Mm-hmm. See, because there was some in there, too, with her and the vampires, the two that she had under her control. They all disappeared. It was just her, Roy, and the other two sheriffs. Yeah, that's what I mean. Well, yeah. that's what I mean. They vampires. Oh. Anyway. Oh. Anyway. And uh, so Nan Flanagan's running around there talking about image bill and she's saying okay everyone we've called the paramedics and they're on their way and i'm a trained first responder i she mean goes back to being all oh yeah you know. it was hilarious though because you know she she can be fierce she can yeah. be real fierce so that was a good scene at the hotel though and i uh, i like that i like it when they have a like a little cliffhanger thing like that but they lead with that in the next episode because oh, you want to yeah. know you know what happens what happened and stuff yeah so. Mm-hmm. So the next time we see uh, Bill and everyone, they're back at Bill's house, and mm-hmm. Nan is saying, "Oh, well, now, like we said, now yep. I understand why you've been so interested in her. What the hell was that mm-hmm. that she can do?" And you're right, Bill deflects it, but he was kind of right in what he was saying. That's true. Um, but he immediately deflected that. Look, we ain't got time for that now. Yeah. We got to deal with this witch, and he don't want to tell her. That she's a fairy because don't you remember last a uh, couple episodes Nan had said, "I hope you're telling me the truth because you see what happens uh, when she was installing him as king." Right after Sophie Ann, after he, after he killed Sophie Ann, right, right. yeah, she said, "Well, I, but this what, is is how it, what is it about that that barmaid, girl?" Yeah. yeah, but this is how he gets the upper hand on her now and in the future. I yes. Think. By him being so aggressive yep. and irritated with her, he's like, uh, no, you are no longer in charge. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell the authority mm-hmm. exactly what the heck's been going on. If you would let me kill her from the mm-hmm. beginning, we wouldn't have this shit. Did you see her stuttering? <laughs> now, see, now, first of all, see, I knew, I think we discussed it this one other like season or something, but 
and I don't remember how long, but he's older than her. So he's more powerful than her. Well, yeah. See, where Eric's more powerful than all of them, you know, physically. But still, right. Yeah. But, so, you know, he, uh, once, and actually, I like the Mad Bill, though. Yeah, oh, I yes. like that scene. I like Bill being Because, like you know, that. he was speaking up. He said, no, this is what we're going to do. And, and he says, we're going to blow up that goddess emporium and, and that, that, that witch and everything. And Sookie's running. No, you can't blow them up because there's people in there. Oh, she gets on my nerves. You want her to blow up Tara? No, but I mean, you know. Well, she had to do oh, that. Her God. friend's in there. Oh, Even though yeah, her and her friend has fallen out, it's still her friend. Oh, yeah. But, you know. Uh, before that, I liked the scene with her and Eric where she's just kind of looking at Eric like, okay. He's mm-hmm. looking at her. She's like, I know he's different, but... Uh, that was a good scene. And I kind of liked how... I mean, Eric's, or of course, is pissed, but, you know, when she tells him, well, I, you know, I, I love Bill, but I love you, but I still feel for Bill. Mm-hmm. And thinking about him without being in this world, we are annoyed by this, but, you know, as we've said, this has only been a few weeks and um, for her, so she still has those feelings there for him. That was my least favorite part of the whole thing. I like the fact that, that Eric, you know, he was trying to tell her, yes, it's still me, but I mean, I'm, I'm still I'm the whole same person Eric, now. but I'm whole now. Right. Which, and then in following scenes, yeah, he's a, he's a real Eric because, you know, yeah, he loves Sookie and stuff, but she ain't going to run him. Right. See? But anyway, so... So that scene was okay. I liked the scene with her and Eric because I like seeing him Mm -hmm. be him. And then Pam runs in. The whole part of her still loving Bill and her trying to... That's lame. You know, I get where they're going with that is that they want her to be kind of in between and flux and have that be a a a love triangle, but it's It's old. It's old. It's old. Yeah. They need to move her on. You got on. Eric sitting right there. Yeah, everybody else's still... character is moving on but her. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, come on. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause, and MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Oh, now. Everybody else has kind of grown a little bit. To me, it would have been more interesting if they would have had it where she still has those feelings, but she's trying not to. Exactly. She's with Eric, but she's still kind of thinking about Bill and how she's going to deal with it that way. Yeah. um, She let him know it, which to me is just going to cause issues. Yeah. It was lame to me, but anyway. Anyhow. So then Pam, of course, comes in and says, you know, well, well. 
how did you get the 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 wish to break the spell? And he says, "Well, I, I didn't. Sookie did." And she, I, I like that though. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Gee, thanks. You know, that was funny. She's like, "Oh, mm. yeah." You can tell she's and, a, and then through with Sookie. But you know what? Now I don't like Eric being mean to my Pam though, because she said, "Well, why didn't you summon me right away?" And he just kind of... He wasn't mean to her. Well, that was kind of mean. He's too busy he, thinking about Sookie. He, he just kind of looked over at Sookie's, uh, Sookie and then... I mean, to me, it was hurt look on her face. She went, um... He, he says, says, well, we'll talk, we'll about, talk about, about that later. Kissed her on the forehead and went on in the other room because they're trying to figure out what they're going to do. Mm. And to me, that didn't... That wasn't mean. Yeah, it was mean to me. <laughs> because he... I mean, damn... You the one that made her now, you know? You her maker. You don't want to be bothered with your, her, her I know. eyes right and that, But that was mean to me. <laughs> I didn't appreciate that, Eric. <sighs> anyway. And so, of course, you know, Bill's talking about, yeah, we're we going to kill her up and everything. And Sookie said, no, you can't because there's people in there. And Bill says, well, hey, you know, this is war. And in a time of war. And she says, yeah, but those are innocent people. He said, but hey, it's war. Collateral it, damage. And it's the people die. In the well, war. he said, I'm not going to like commit genocide just for one of your friends to live. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, Suki gets mad and leaves the house. Well, of course, we know she's going to go tell somebody. No, you knew she was going to go right over there. Yeah. She's going to go right over there. But, go right on over but, there. Then, but Jason comes to her house, too, though. Yeah, because he's trying to avoid Hoyt. Hoyt. Yeah. Hoyt already done accosted him. Yeah. <laughs> Well, of course. Do you want to go on Poor to Jason Hoyt. and yeah, him? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Of course, we first see uh, Jason and Jessica in the back of the truck. They putting their clothes back on, and uh, you know Jason's feeling all guilty and stuff, and he's trying to tell Jessica, "Well, you know, I, I, we just did this because you know I drank your blood." And she said, "Don't you dare, you know, sit there and try to tell me that you didn't want this too." You know. Then he, he's asking her to glamour him so he won't feel guilty because he says. Well, you know, Hoyt's going to be able to see it on my face, and he's been my friend since first grade. And she says, well, what about my gift? I like that. She says, well, what about my gift? Who's going to make me forget? Yeah. Yeah, I well, like that, Well, what got though. me on that scene is I'm like, okay. Now, all of a sudden, she's got morals when it comes to glamouring somebody. Yeah. When she but was she goes, glamouring Hoyt's ass. Yeah. And now, and then, all of a sudden, she don't want to glamour nobody. Well, and not only that, but then she gets mad. She says, oh, you effing humans, I'm going to go find me somebody to eat. Yeah. Ooh, now see. But mm-hmm. I was like, well, why not? That's a perfect solution. Mm-hmm. Just glamour his butt and go on. Yeah. I get why she's upset about it, but, I mean, she wasn't that upset to be glamour and hoit. That's true. You know? Well, so, I'm she, like, well, why wouldn't she I glamour? I think we're supposed to get the fact that she's matured. Oh, you well, know, she's yeah. matured in her vampireness because she don't think nothing about going and chomping somebody now because Bill has let her know, you know, it's okay. You don't have to drink no true blood. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so I think that's supposed to denote like she's know, maturing maybe. I, that scene to me was weird because I'm thinking, well, not weird. I just find her reasoning strange because she was glamouring Hoyt's butt. She sure did glamour you know, Hoyt's butt. That she supposedly loved. But she can't <laughs> I don't think she's loving 
Jason yet, or if she does, that's way too what? quick. Right. Well, she likes Jason. This is what I think. I think, I mean, she likes Jason romantically, but she just finished not liking Hoyt. But that's because she, she, she still cares for Hoyt, but she don't want to hurt him. And that's what she she basically was trying to tell him. Yeah. Because he does not understand that she's got to go out and feed. Just chomping on his neck ain't getting it. That's not it. If they would have had some arrangement made. Yeah, see. But they didn't. She, no, the point is she doesn't love him like that. That's and true. she said that. But she don't love Jason like that either. She's no. just it, it, infatuated with him. Okay, so shall we, who shall we talk about? Well, we didn't finish with oh. them, Jason. So then Hoy comes over the next day. Oh, yeah. He's lonely in his house, and he smells her in places, and he doesn't want to be there. And Jason's looking at him like, shit, I don't want you over here either. And he says, oh, this he is... He starts kind of tearing up and crying. And Jason's like, man, you know, you got to... You need to quit. He's like, I'm not crying. I'm, You know, I'm fine. But it was funny when Hoyt first came in the door. And Hoyt says... Because uh, uh, Jason had, had some kind of sports game on. And so Hoyt says, oh, who's playing? And Jason said, them and them. <laughs> them against funny. them. That's cute. Oh, Lord. I said, mm, mm, mm. And then when he asked him for something, he says, well. You want a beer? You want a beer? He, he says, said, well. I had beer for breakfast. Yeah, I had what beer for breakfast. He said, nothing. That is a daggum shame. Well, I Drinking mean, he's a bachelor. Oh, he Lord. He probably goes to yeah, he cook. At Merlots all the time. Well, that, that's true, too. But, mm, mm, mm. But anyway, so. So then the next day you see, so uh, obviously. Hoyt's been staying, you know, he lets Hoyt stay there. Yeah, because he told him, yeah, you can stay. Then the next time we see Jason, he's at Sookie's house eating breakfast with her because he don't want to be at his house. Can I stay a couple days? And and she's saying, uh, all we hear her saying is, you know, you, you really need to be a little more sympathetic uh, uh, towards Hoyt, you know. And then he says something about, all he's doing is drinking beer and then farting continuously. And Sookie said, oh, no. Well, he keeps telling me the same story that. about her mm-hmm. 500 times. He's drinking well, up all cute. my beer. And then she says, well, I'm glad you're here anyway because I need your help. And he says, oh, for what? And she says, because of what happened at the Dorchester. And he said, what happened? Because, you know, he was back in the truck with yeah, Jessica. He don't know. So he didn't know. So. so then the scene changes so we know that she's filling him in. On you know all the stuff that's been happening. See, yeah, so they end up going to Jesus and Lala mm-hmm. and telling them that they need help mm-hmm. getting into the because, moon goddess because Bill's planning to blow up the Emporium and Tara's in there. Yeah, and Tara's in there, and of course Jesus is upset because Marnie is his friend. See, and he says, yeah. "Well, you know, Marnie is my friend and everything." So they go to that uh, moon goddess Emporium, and of course uh, Marnie Antonia has put a protection spell around the whole building, the whole block. First thing Lafayette says was, dang, the whole neighborhood seems to be evacuated. And I was thinking the same thing when you yeah. said, I thought, where's all the people? Yep. You know, so there's, a, there's this protection spell around the whole block that that building is in. And Marnie is holding all the rest of them hostage. She ain't letting them leave. No. She is not letting them leave. Well, I kind of like this scene because I like seeing all of those characters together. Yeah, you I know, like Jason that too. Jason, Sookie, Jesus, and Lafayette all together mm-hmm. working on trying to get in there. I like their chemistry. And I love, 
I love Lafay- uh, uh, Jesus's part in this episode. Yeah. I mean, because he was really genuinely concerned about Marnie. Yes. And he thought Marnie was being possessed by Antonia. He did not understand that she was keeping Antonia. And, and we didn't talk about that, but, uh, you know, after they got back or disappeared from that Dorchester hotel, then Marnie and Antonia start arguing. Well, Antonia's like, uh, this ain't what I do. Uh, and so it, what it looks like from Tara's point of view and Holly is that she's wrestling with herself, you know, because nobody, and that was funny though. That actor is really good. She is really well, she's, good. Yeah, doing yeah. all those different. Yeah, she did yeah. all them different moves. And of course we see Antonia come out and she says, you know, this but is I kinda, not. But this is a good scene because it really shows us why yes. Marnie or, you know, first of all, it tells us that if you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a Midi clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Antonia's not all 100% with her. Yeah. And then it's you kind of see Marnie's side of it and like, well, I've been treated unfairly my whole life. and people- But she don't say all that yet. But she says, why should we let them do this to us? We need to stand up and protect them. She kind of talks her way back into Antonia. Well, well she talks her way her. by saying, now you didn't honestly think that no innocent people was going to die, did you? And, and Antonia had to admit no. So, I mean, she reasoned with her. That's how she got her back that first right, time. Right. She reasoned with her saying, well, look, you know, we got to rid of the vampires and stuff. And Antonia's, you know, kind of Whining and actually saying, well, you know, but it's so different now. I mean, your world is just teeming with these vampires. They're everywhere. You know, back when in my day, there was just few, you know, and I could yeah. zap them on up, you know. Right. And so Marnie's trying to tell her, well, look, but that doesn't mean anything. She says, we still have to get rid of them. We still have to win. And we, I, we, I need your help. Yeah. yeah. And I need your help. But so Antonia willingly goes back yeah. into her and... Of course, you know, and then with that protection spell, I really like that part when Jesus was was trying to talk to her and 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 tell her, well, look, you know, I, I came here to uh, uh, see my friend Marnie and Antonia standing there with their hip all out talking about, well, where are you being? 
He says, well, I've been in Mexico. I just got back. You know, my grandfather was there. I just found, you know, I, I just got back, you know. That was, that was slick. That yeah. was good. Yeah, that was a good, good one. Because I thought, what are you going to say now? You know, because where has he been, see? Mm-hmm. So, and she made him go through that barrier yep. to prove that he was not going to be a traitor. Well, she said that we have a lot of weak people in here anyway. I want to make sure that whoever, mm-hmm. if you can make it in, you'll be able to help me out. Right. And she said, otherwise, I, I can't use I you. Need you. Yeah, I can't use you. So he, he struggles. And I felt kind of bad for him, too, because that was painful. It looked painful, too. And, and of course, his little demon uh, helped him through that barrier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and she was, Antonia seemed real impressed. She said, ooh, and you got a demon to serve you, too. And I'm thinking, yeah, that's probably what he's going to need. Well, the whole thing about the Jesus storyline is that he is so soft and gentle like a nurse. He is. Talking to her, and he kind of tries something and comes back a little bit. And when she kind of gets, her voice gets a little bit high, he's like, well, I'm sorry. I just assumed that you were were possessed against your will. And when Marnie came out and and she said, no, I want this. This I know. I want this. He's like, Really? But you know what? Even for us, that was the first time that we really understood that it was uh, Marnie. Really? Really. Yeah. Controlling everything. everything. Yeah. And, 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 oh, but I just love the way they did this whole, that whole part because immediately when he really recognized it, then he is talking to Sookie in his mind of which, you know, she, she's a spirit and all that, but she can't hear Right. See, she can't hear that. And he said, uh, oh, Marnie's running the show. You know, and Sookie's going, oh, no. Oh, shit. Marnie's running, the, running everything. Mm-hmm. So, hey. So- and so because, okay, now this is what I want to know. Because Marnie was distracted, like Marnie was talking to Jesus and, and Antonia was in the background. Yeah. It's that when, uh, um, what you call him? Uh, uh, um, oh, Tara and them ran out. Oh. No, Tara, Tara. Yeah, they was in the back room doing this little chant, right? Trying to trying to weaken her, and they weakened it enough, evidently, because Tara was able to open that door and run outside. Remember? Yeah. And so, Suk- yeah. Sookie and 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 Lafayette and Jason are running toward. Tara saying, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, you know. And, of course, Marnie puts the barrier back up and traps all of them in there. She really, she zaps them in, like, makes them appear and dis- or disappear and go back into the shop, mm-hmm. which is a pretty cool trick. Yeah. If you ask me, like, beaming. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so now she got more of them. She got more of them. Lafayette and Sookie. Yep. But she don't know. Well, she knows that Lafayette is... Is a medium because she was asking when 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 Jesus was talking to her. Oh, that was cracking me up when she says, uh, "Your friend, the Moor," and he had some think Moor, you know, and that's what they called yeah. black people back in her time because they were all from from Morocco and and and, and that part of the continent. So <laughs> that was cracking me up. Though he said, "Oh, Lafayette," he said, "No, he he's he's just really really scared." So so yeah. she recognizes that he's got power, but. You know, so now she's got him in there plus Sookie. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. But that's all that we see of them until the nighttime. 
until the nighttime. So let's go on. Which goes awful quick, if you ask me. Yeah. Well, on this episode. Okay. Let's let's talk about, before we talk about the really sad stuff, let's talk about uh, Andy and Terry. Oh, I, my that, God. That was, I love this episode. This is my favorite scenes of the episode of Andy and Terry. Andy and Terry. Yeah. Because they had an intervention. Love it. We see them. We see Andy is confronted by Arlene and Terry in his little room because Arlene's holding up this... agitated. Yeah. Uh, Wait a minute. Arlene's holding up this little bowl of bees. She's talking about, B, Andy, you around my kids? Hey, I'm with Arlene, though. She was hot. Yeah. And she was fussing at him and finally Terry said, Arlene. Go. Well, yeah, know. Terry said, You go on back to bed, I'll deal with this. I'll deal with it. So I, like I love scene. Terry though. I love Terry. And he says, I was And you know what? We haven't seen this very much in all these seasons of True Blood. Mm-hmm. But Terry and Andy together are I know really it. good. They are so good on the screen together. together. Yes. You know, we have not seen them together this much ever. That is true in the show. That is true. But I, I talking about. I love when they were talking about. You know, when Terry was like, "Okay, we got, we got somewhere to go," and he said, "I ain't going nowhere." Camp Belfleur. Where we go? No, Fort 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 Belfleur. And Andy just looked like. And I'm thinking, well, what the hell was that? I loved it. it. I loved it. I loved it. And Terry so now is we so, know. He's so serious. He goes, you know what? Oh, yeah. When I got back, this is where I came. Now we know that that's where he went, that he was so shell-shocked. Oh, we know this, though. Well, well yeah, but but I, I'm just we saying. We know this. And Andy, of course, is all rude and mean. And denying everything. Like, well, hey, you was taking every kind of pill known to man, so. Mm-hmm. But you know what? We found out so much information about Just them. in their arguing oh, about yes. them too. I know. Because and when Andy was saying, Oh, you hey, you had all the attention. I mean, everything was fine until as soon as you was born, oh look, look how cute, cute he is. And Terry looked at him like, oh. he Are said, well, crazy? I didn't know. And he said, well, I don't remember that one. He says, well, of course you were. And you was a damn baby. <laughs> I was dying And then, but the sad part of it all, because it was sad too, was Andy talking about, hey, my mama even made you booty. She didn't make me nothing. Knit me nothing. And Terry said, you, well, you was too old, old for booties. booties. <laughs> and he, but he said, well, she could have knit me a pair of socks, a sweater, or something. Oh, that was sad. sad. And then when sad. Andy kept, and then he goes, yeah. When Andy kept saying, and then you grew up and you were the track star, star and you and were good looking and everything, and all and, this stuff, and all Terry could think was talking about was that they didn't have no food. We didn't have nothing. No, he said we didn't have nothing. We didn't have no food. Y'all had you had everything, and then. Andy says something else, but this is the part I almost, I almost cried for him when Terry said, you had everything. I didn't even have any food. The only way that I, I got anything was he enrolled in, he enrolled in the service so he could get college. And he says, and now I'm too fucked up to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor thing. I, I almost cried for him. I said, oh, that poor was, Terry. That was funny and sad at the same time. He said, so I only joined the service so I could go to college. And, and now, now I'm too fucked up to go. go. <laughs> and then that kind of stopped Andy, you know. And then Andy said something, and Terry said, but y'all had everything. Y'all had food and everything. So that lets you know that on Terry's side of the family, they was poor. 
And because Andy lived with the grandmother who had all the money. Well, he had to. Obviously, his daddy said died in Vietnam. In Vietnam, and his, his mama, mama ran left, off with so a Yankee bass driver. What would you do? You'd go live with your grandmama. Well, that's true. But yeah. like like Terry said, they was poor, and they didn't have uh, hardly But Terry have no had food his and mama and daddy, so it wasn't like the grandmama was well, going to, you know, it's different. That's true. But that shows both sides of what they experienced yes. and how they experienced uh, it. And then at the ultimate was when Andy said, well, well, I'm a sheriff and you just a damn fry cook. And Terry so couldn't I say that. Yeah, so I win. And Terry went, ugh. So he socks him in the jaw. They fighting. They rolling around on the ground fighting. That was so sweet. And then, and then you know, eventually Terry, uh, uh, Andy's, you know, crying uncle and say, okay. I, I'll never I, take me again. Yeah, I'll never take me again. And they hug. And, and it was so cute when, you know, Terry says, I love you, cousin. And he says, and Andy says, I love you too, you know. And they was hugging. That was so cute. That was so nice. Yeah, and then Andy's talking about he'll be the best uncle he can to the kids. Mm-hmm. And Terry says, oh, I know you will. I know you will. Well, let me go get the truck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was funny. That was funny. He said, yeah, you're going to start right now. I just now. love their scenes, though. You're going to start right I, now I mean, by walking all the way back home. I like Terry, though. I do, too. I like. But I like Andy, too, though, because I, I feel kind of sorry for Andy, you know, uh, because in that season with Marianne, I, oh, he was just pitiful. He was just pitiful. It was an alcoholic self, you know. And now he's addicted the to, to the V. So, but anyway, but that was really good. So, so we uh, leave Ter- uh, 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 leave Andy with Terry saying, uh, "Lock up all the weapons, and I uh, see you at home." Yep. And he that's got it. to walk all the way home. So that's really good. All right, now we got to get to the. To the bad, sad part. I knew we. Well, we've Tommy. all kind of anticipated right. something like this happening, but, but I'm we just telling didn't you, know how it would. It was so emotional. I know. I actually teared up. I teared up. I did. I teared up because, and you know, I've watched this scene a couple times, and each time I get kind of choked up, choked. Yeah, yeah. Sam, but so this good. is what I don't get. They never got us. They never explained, and maybe it's coming in a future episode. But it needs to be quick. Shit, we only got one, know, one really. But they've never explained why was Tommy dying? Because Alcides racing him to the hospital. Mm-hmm. He's choking and gargling and you know bones are snapping and shit, which we know he's shifting. Kind of his body's off. And I'll see, he's like, he'll be fine. We'll get you to the hospital. He's like, no, 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 I'm dying. That can't help me. I'm dying. Why is he dying? Well, he's like, it's not from the beating. It's from the shift. He said it's not from getting beat. But, so it's something but with he the doesn't shifting. know that because he don't even know. He doesn't know he's a skinwalker. So how does he know it's not from the beating? I took it like... Because he was skinwalking at the time that he was beat. And, and you know... It's just like Alcide said. There was four men beating him at one time. Yeah. Uh, one man can beat another man to death. So well, but that's I, the way I took it. The point is, is he was his body was shifting. He his bones were crackling. He was spitting up blood, which I get. But it was more from the beating. He knew it was more from not from the beating that he got, but more from him being a shifter and a skinwalker. So what they need to explain, in my opinion, is why was that causing him to die? Well, maybe Luna will do that. 
I don't know how she's going to do it. Because obviously she hasn't died from shift walk, uh, skin walking. But she hasn't been beat while she's been sh- uh, 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 shifted into somebody else. Or skin walked into another human being. See, I think that has everything to do with it. And it's just like Al Seed said when, 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 when uh, Tommy said, take me home to Merlots. And when Sam got there and he wanted to take him to uh, get him some V to heal him. And Tommy said, no. And what did Al Seed say? A man, he's got a right to, uh, he's Decide got a right to say when he, when his time comes. See, and that's the whole reason why I, I believe Tommy went to that. He knew they was going to beat him. And just like he was telling Sam while he was sitting there, he says, no, I want to go. And there'll be no trace of me when I'm gone, and I'm glad. And, and then, you know, that's when Sam was saying, no, you're wrong because, you know, I'll never forget you and all that stuff. I tell you, though, that was an excellent scene, and Al C. did a good job, too, because that's exactly what a person would do who felt like he felt as far as, you know, this is wrong, uh, you know, four against one. I'm not having that. You know, he's got some kind of uh, ethics and stuff, and and he's just kind of, you know, there. And then when when Sam looked at him, when Sam was trying to tell him about heaven and stuff, and he kind of looked at Alcee, and Alcee said, "Yeah, uh, people say you know it's all good feelings and white light and people that love you." You know, I thought that was excellent. Yeah, that was excellent. Because but, he didn't know what to say either. But, I mean, coming from Sam, which who just, what, two episodes ago said there is no hell, there is no God, there is well, no yeah. this and that. But what I'm saying is I like that because it made it feel, made it look like he maybe was thinking differently from this experience. Exactly. That there is. Exactly. So, yeah. And, and he was trying to comfort him, though. He was, you know, he knew that Tommy was dying, so... I'm sure they've never talked about that. But the whole he was trying to comfort him, though. Yeah. And he knew that, that Tommy had read the Bible because when they was throwing their, their folks in the swamp, Tommy was saying stuff that was in the Bible. See? <laughs> that didn't mean he read it. He couldn't read. He just now well, learned no, how to read. But, but he heard a little Bible story. So I, I, I don't to know. To me, that didn't have nothing to do with it. The thing that was so good about the scene is Tommy, despite everything that he's done to Sam... He apologized. Sam knew Tommy didn't do it on purpose to him. It was just how he was, you know, he's brought up to think about yep. himself and how he'd get over on people and that he wasn't really doing stuff to Sam in particular. He was just doing stuff to do. And when Tommy said, you're the best part of my life, and Sam kind of walked away and said, that's just sad, yeah. that's where I got choked up a little bit. And then um, when Tommy was saying, there'll be nothing left of me, I'll just be gone, nobody will even remember me. And then when he turned around and told Sam not to forget him right away, mm-hmm. that's the sad part. Yeah. And you knew as soon as he died and, and Sam kind of raised up a little bit, you said, okay, you know it's shit's down. <laughs> he said, Marcus Bozeman is a dead, dead wolf. Dead wolf, yep. And, and, and uh, Alcide agreed. You know, because, I mean, that, that just Now, the thing that I didn't particularly think jived with the whole thing is when they mm-hmm. do end up going to the um, garage, uh-huh. Marcus's garage, uh-huh. and they get, and they find one of his little henchmen. Nate. And Sam's asking where Marcus is, and he hits him a little bit. I'll see, you know, grabs Nate and holds him up for, for Sam to hit again. Yeah. And again, and I'm thinking, okay, now, that's supposedly what you don't like all seed is no, like it, two against one three no, against one whatever no, no 
No, I thought that was perfect because what Alcide didn't like is four on one. That's what he didn't like. And, and, and old punk-ass Marcus had three big dudes, big as Alcide, yep. pummeling on Tommy and holding Tommy so his punk ass could hit him. Oh, hell yeah. Well, but, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't, uh, that didn't bother me at all. That didn't bother me. Uh, Alcide just did not want Sam shooting him. See, he didn't mind it. It bothered me because I'm thinking, well, if you really wanted it to be man on man, let it go. Let Sam hit him. Let the guy come back and and go from there. It just felt weird that he. It didn't feel weird to me at all. Not at all because he was mad at Nate because he's the one that got up in Nate's face talking about you killed some person. It was four on one and you killed him. Yeah. And that's when Nate said, well, we weren't trying to kill him. We were just trying to kick him, you know, kick yeah. his ass. He says, yeah, but you killed him. No, you know, <clears throat> so that didn't bother me at all. But of course, you know, Nate's not going to tell him that he says, well, he's in New Mexico. No, he's in Brazil. No, he's in, he kept naming these places. <laughs> and I thought, he doesn't, first of all, he don't want to help. Oh, shifter. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. No, and he's talking about, uh, I don't know how y'all do it in Louisiana, but up here, I, I mean in Mississippi, but up here in Louisiana, uh, you know, we kind of stay with our pack and stuff. Well, while all this is going on, little Debbie, with her skank butt, is at, in her house screwing Marcus. Well, that, you oh, know, he no. kind of weaseled his way in there. Yeah, but so she, she wasn't screwing him at first. He was yeah. over there looking for all seed. She, yeah, well, he that's was what over he there. No, he was over there looking for all seed because he wanted, probably because he wanted to talk to him about running off with Tommy and not having their back and mm-hmm. not um, supporting him like he wanted him to. Right. And ended up talking to Debbie and, and her, you know, because she always be telling everybody her business. Don't she, though? Yeah. She, and she's skank. What a skank. <laughs> you know? Well, she tell him all, you know, how all, he said, well, you know, she's just basically saying, you know, I have the same issues that you have with all seed. We have because he's a loner. He, you know, doesn't want to have kids, and I do. He doesn't want to be part of a pack, and I do. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And so that's all that Marcus needed was to get on that weak part of mm-hmm. their relationship and say, well, hey, then you need to get on with somebody else. Mm-hmm. And she's weak enough, and he knows that. They have kind of people well, know how to prey on those people. Right. And he and, knows she's a V-addict, too, you know, recovering V-addict. So, mm-hmm. you know. But, oh, what a skanky, nasty thing. Anyway. First of all, I'm thinking, <clears throat> why the hell? 
Now, and she's also irritated, pissed, because he never came home. Yeah. And she's assuming that he's with Suki. Yeah. That's what she's probably assuming. Mm-hmm. But still, why would Marcus is stringy, hair, nasty ass? Nasty ass. So that's where we lead Am anyway. Okay, who else have we not talked about? Well, the only thing we didn't talk about, I guess, is um, them, uh, the vampires talking, being silvered, and Nan is yeah. fussing. They and, have to silver themselves every single right. night. Nan is fussing. Bill's talking on the phone, trying to get weapons ready. Yeah. <laughs> they all preparing to go do battle, mm-hmm. and that final scene of the episode where they all dressed in black in the van. Getting out of the van. Well, what I thought was funny was was while they're waiting for for night, like in, in the daytime, <clears throat> and they're all silvered down in the basement, Pam and Eric are sitting together in a little cell, and but they're sitting and, and got silver all over them, and the rest of them are laying down. Nan, Bill, and Jessica are laying down. They were running out of bed. And... Bill and Nan are fussing and fussing. No, she's fussing. Bill's oh, yeah. on the phone. Yeah, that's true. And 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 Eric is, is saying, "Oh, don't you know? Don't pay no attention because her time is up now." And then Jessica pipes up and says, "I don't care about none of this shit. Long as I get to kill shit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't care about funny. none of it. As long as I get to kill, kill shit. shit. Oh Lord, have mercy. That, that was, was funny. funny. Then yeah, you're right. The last scene there." The, uh, they're driving in their black van over to the uh, 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 Moon Goddess Emporium, and when they get out the car, all of them is head to toe black leather. They look good. They look good. Yeah. And Jessica looks so good in her little black leather outfit. I didn't notice her. I was oh, looking I at Bill and Eric. Because she got that red hair, see? So now, and you notice Nan Flanagan wasn't there. She was not there. That's because she's going to the, this is what I think. She's going to the authority to try to get the heads up on it. You know, to try to, to, to try to yeah. head them off that, with the pass. They, took a, they did something to No, her. no, 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 no. She called, no, no, no. <laughs> Mark my word. She went to the authority first trying to beat them to the punch. That's what she's trying to do because Bill, you know, was threatening her, yeah, basically. Shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was threatening her. So, yeah, that's what she called herself doing. So that's <laughs> why she's not there. But this is the first time, <clears throat> well, no, this is, this is, yeah, this is the second time that Bill has, um, has included Jessica in the fighting. Because remember the first well, time. she wanted to. Yeah. The, the first time was when the wolves were going to attack Suki. See, that wolf pack. So. Oh, well, he, well, I don't. He, she was there, and he was trying to make her go home that time. Right, but she wouldn't, so, you know, yeah. he had to train her. But, yeah, they looked really, really good. So, that was a good episode, though. It was good. I enjoyed it, but, <clears throat> you know, I think I've mentioned before, though, I, I'm one of the ones, I'm sorry Tommy's gone. Oh, I am too. I like that character. But, you know, like we've been saying, somebody has got to die. Somebody I mean, has got so to die. Many characters, and I bet and for, for more this to be too. real, somebody has to die. Yeah, and not just those peripheral, one-off characters like that um, security guard girl, yeah, or and that one of the of sheriffs stuff. that we just met. You know, mm-hmm. more than that has to die. So, but it was a good, it was a sad scene. Yeah, it was a sad. That's scene. one of the saddest ones, I think. Yeah, 
Yeah, it was. Well, <clears throat> another sad one for me was when uh, when Joe Lee first came back and was choking Tommy. That was oh, sad, too. Oh, he killed him? Yeah. yeah. Well, but the cliffhanger was, you know, he was... He getting uh, choked. He was getting choked, see? Yeah. So, and, and, you know, the sound effects, it was nasty. I know. Him that choking, gurgling, gurgling. And I had the words on it, and it said that, too. Gurgling and stuff. Oh. oh. I, yeah, I felt really bad. But that was a that was an excellent dying scene, though. Uh, yeah, that was an excellent dying scene. And poor little thing, he was at Merlot's with a Budweiser sign over his head, dying. What else poor little be? thing. Well, you know, I just, mm, I don't know. Poor thing, no. Okay, okay. well, let's get to um, our email that okay. we have. Yeah, okay, we have cool. Quite a bit. Okay. Uh, let's see our. And this will be the email for this actual episode. Okay. Uh, our first email is from Terry. Hey, Terry. Hey, Sister J and Sister K. Well, I am a happy camper once again. Tonight's episode was really good, meaning um, this episode. Yeah. Burning down the house. Uh-huh. What the hell happened last week was quality control taking the week off. <laughs> Do you think Tommy will somehow come back? Nope. A ghost, maybe? I hate to see that actor leave the show. He was so good. He was good. A few years ago, he was in a couple of episodes of Mad Men, also playing a troubled younger brother. Another great performance. Anyhow, I hate to think we've seen the end of Tommy. I like how Sam and I'll see sort of bonded in this episode. Very interesting. Yeah. He was also in Prison Break as um, LJ. Remember Prison Break? Yeah, he was LJ. Yep. We said that when he first started on the <clears throat> he show. He was LJ. That's yep. right. Um, love how Sookie's flash, flashing light hand powers came to the forefront in the big opening sequence. Yep. And wasn't it nice that she had time to use a curling iron on her hair <laughs> before the scene outside the moon goddess Emporium? <laughs> that scene where she was crouching behind the car with Lafayette, Jesus, and Jason. I mean, the guy had Hollywood curls going on. She did. I could not stop laughing at that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what she did she did but you know a whole night and day had went by that's true but still yeah you know a whole night and day where she maybe that's had... why they did that now what i don't remember is okay when they went to see lafayette and mm-hmm. jesus at his house was her hair curly yes so that meant she curled it you know between the time when okay. jason came over so that would make sense yeah 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 but, yeah, that is a good point, though. That is funny. <clears throat> Speaking of hair, can we have a moment of silence for Lafayette's hair? Thank you. That is a complete wreck. Lafayette, what the hell? Uh-huh. And speaking of moments of silence, how about another one for Bill's big-ass horizontal tie clip? Do they even <laughs> make those big things anymore? I could not take my eyes off it. And it was clipped so high on, on the tie. I was trans-channeling my junior high school principal from 1972 for real. That was a throwback look, Bill. Was it supposed to be intentionally nerdy? I laughed. Could the be. Scene, I didn't notice it. It could be. I didn't notice it either. Hmm. The scenes would, well, maybe it's because he's short and maybe it was just off proportion. Maybe they did it that to make be. him look taller. I don't know. I don't know. The scenes with Terry and Andy were great. I like it when Andy has a scene where he is not just shouting the whole time. Exactly. And the guy who plays Terry, talk about intense. I, I love it. Okay, now Eric is back, but we did not see enough of him after Sookie broke the spell. Mm-hmm. Kind of expected a bigger deal when the st- spell was broken, but he didn't seem to have much to do in the episode. Just another heart-to-heart with Sookie. Whatever. Yeah, that is a good point. 
Yeah, we didn't see him at all. Mm-hmm. Except saying a couple of lines. That's it. To Pam, that's about it. Uh, I like the alliance between Holly and Tara. They are more interesting as a team than on their own. Yeah, we didn't really talk a lot about that, but yeah, that yeah. was good. That was a good scene. I like Holly. I do like Holly. Mm-hmm. She got some big teeth, though. Tara, I don't know. She's kind of annoying at this point to me. <laughs> I like Tara. Okay, come All on. That. <clears throat> well, we didn't talk about how she was saying, well, I don't believe in faith and, and this and that. And Holly's saying, well, you got burned by a doorknob. You were surrounded by vampires and witches and everything else. And you don't have faith. That's just not, you know. And then she started coming, too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This is weird. I'm telling you, Ryan Quanton is such a good actor. That scene where Hoyt shows up at Jason's house, you can just see what he is thinking by looking in his eyes. I know. So good. <laughs> I mean, that guy can play funny, dumb, and poignant, whatever the scenes call for. I just love him. And then when he was left alone in the street after Suki and the rest disappeared, poor Jason. I know. Debbie Pelt is going to hook up with Mangy Wolf Marcus. Yep. Ho-hum. They deserve each other. Yep. The final scene with Eric, Bill, Jessica, and Pam are approaching the Moon Goddess Emporium. Then it cut to the closing credits. I mean, really. They were all dressed in black and trying to look as badass as possible. The whole thing reminded me of a music video. (gasps) I loved how Jessica and Pam had matching slick back hair. Yep. Question. I need to hear your reaction to Suki's whole, I love Eric, but I still love Bill nonsense. What the hell? Final note. A week without annoying Luna or her super annoying little kid. Yay! See ya, Terry. Oh, thank you, Terry, for that email. But wait a minute. I like Luna, and I love the little Emma. Yeah, I like them. Yeah, I like them. I don't think they're annoying at all. Not anymore. And as far as Suki, oh. Yeah. You could could probably guess my answer because it was lame. It was some really lazy writing for her, you know? It's the same crap-o shit that we've heard all season. Well... Oh, please. I just, I'm like, okay. We're we, so tired of it. But we know, and I totally understand about her not being able to let it go. And, you know, when uh, Jason came over and she was saying, you know, we thought you'd be more, symp- I thought you would be more sympathetic. And, you know, you can't just, when love goes deep, you can't just turn it off like a switch. I get that because we've been saying that too. But. You've got Eric. You've been all wrapped up in Eric's ass for who knows how long. And now, just because he's he's back to his normal self, you don't want him anymore? It was lame. Know. It it's was just, lame. I think she still wants him, but the fact that she keeps focusing on Bill is just annoying. It's annoying. At this point. So, I don't know what they're going to do with that, but they need, to, they need to fix it. They need to do something. They need to fix that. Okay. Okay, our next email is from Sarah. Hey, Sarah. Hello, sisters. Well, we've had three crappy episodes in a row, but at least my Eric is back, and even though his reunion with Pam was cut too short, it was wonderful. <laughs> I'm glad he remembers everything. Yep. What irked me was Eric telling Suki he loved her, and she responds with, I can't imagine a world without Bill. Yeah. Just spare us the tortuous testosterone draining of Eric for this unlikely Suki shrew and reunite the two boars already. Yeah. While I understand the need to wrap up the Andy on V storyline, did it need to take up the majority of the episode? Oh, I like that. I like that. 
and to the A-team wannabes at the end. <laughs> Go ahead. That was A-team. Go ahead and blow up the witch shop. Let Get Lafayette out of there and blow it to kingdom come. Mm, mm, mm. There were not many other storylines worth commenting on, so let me comment. Better late than never, I guess, on this season's Sister Speak themes. I caught my husband, a black man, in the dead of night, in his tiny drawers, standing in front of an open, shadeless window, rummaging through a cabinet. Oh, Lord have mercy! I let out a guttural yell for him to close the blinds and thought of you, sister. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny, Sarah. She says, her next one is, I grew up with a white boy named Marcus. (laughs) And yes, I have had sex with my clothes on because gravity can be an evil thing. (laughs) (laughs) Have a lovely week, sisters, and here's hoping for two stellar episodes to close out the season, Sarah. Oh, thank you, Sarah, for that hilarious email. That is great. Oh, Lord. Yeah, that was funny. That's funny. I liked... Andy's and um, Terry's story. Mm-hmm. And you're right, it did look a little A-teamy at the end. Yeah, but I liked it though, because I like my, I like Eric Black and some, back in some black leather. Bill looks good when he's in that black leather. That's the first time we've ever seen Jessica in all black leather. Yeah. And, and once again, that's what I'm saying. Once again, I think they're trying to denote with some of these things with Jessica is that she's maturing a little bit, even though she's going to be forever 17, but I think she's maturing as a vampire a little. So I, I think that's what yeah. they're trying to show. And I don't, I don't think I want Sookie and Bill back. Together. I do not, no. Some of our other listeners have said, too, Bill's more interesting now I like Bill. than he was before. Yeah. And if and if if it means that Sookie and Eric shouldn't be together to make him interesting again, then they should let that happen. Yeah. Because... Because Bill is a lot more interesting without Sookie. Yeah. I mean, he's king. Well, he's doing think, his king I stuff. I think a lot of that... Yeah, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that he is king. Yeah. And he's got other shit he's to do. He's got other shit to do, and he's making decisions, so... But then again, wait till next episode. All right. Our next email comes from Dizzy Lucy. Hey, Dizzy Lucy. Dizzy Lucy, what a name. (laughs) Hi, sisters. Long-time listener, Twitter follower, and first-time emailer. Cool. Really love your podcast. I love True Blood, too. It's sometimes uneven and ridiculous, but always fun. Yep. My favorite character is Lafayette. And while I'm happy he has something new to do as a medium, I have to agree that the Mavis storyline ended too abruptly and without much further mention of it. Yep. I guess things in Bon Temps are so crazy that no one is that affected by seeing the spirit leave Lafayette. And even Hoyt didn't seem too bothered that there had been people buried in his front yard and a ghost leaving the old doll in the house. I'm hoping that something about Mavis' story is tied in later and that they didn't drop it just like that. They did. Nelson Ellis did a great job as Mavis, though, much like Sam and the woman who plays Maxine when Tommy went skinwalking as them. Yep. Speaking of Tommy, ding dong, the Minkins are gone. Even though they were all awful, I was a little sad to see Tommy go like that. I agree he was looking to punish himself and maybe make it up to Sam. Yep. It's sad that all he ever knew was violence, but what a dragged out death scene. Too much gurgling. (laughs) (laughs) I thought so. Sam is going to be out for revenge now. Too bad that will probably mess things up with Luna. That storyline is cute and I like her. I do too. 
Great twist to find out that Marnie, not Antonia, is now the one really driving the witches versus the vampires war. Mm-hmm. I did not expect that. And how fantastic is Fiona Shaw? The, story, the show has really cast their villains well. I enjoyed watching Jesus try to reach Marnie, but what was with that demon head thing again? Well, I think eventually he was going to be trouble. He's going to be trouble for Lafayette. Hmm. I, you want to comment? Well, that? you know, the demon head face is from his uh, his ancestors. because it's magic. When, yeah, it, it's his brujo magic because when him and Lafayette was on their first V trip together. Well, she knows. Yeah. We know that. That's what they showed. So that's the demon that is the magic in his family. I guess they showed it in that scene just to show that he, that's what kind of got him through that force field or that protection spell. I don't know. Well, um, I'll oh, go on. you want me to comment? Go ahead. Uh, I think a demon is going to be more powerful than just a spirit. You know, like Antonia was a spirit. The spirit. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Of Mm -hmm. that woman, Antonia. But a demon is different. So, yeah. Uh, She says, I like the Terry Andy scene, mostly because I love Terry. Yep. He is so sweet and damaged, and he's trying hard to make a good life. Sometimes I think he's the only truly good person in Bontemps. I know. I'm glad to see Andy finally getting off the V, too. The character is usually good comedic relief, but not so much on V. I also enjoyed Tara and Holly working together. I'm tired of the writers having Tara constantly be held hostage or caught up (laughs) in some mess and crying about it. And it was nice to see her and Holly try to do something about it, even if it ended up with them getting zapped outside with Suki and Lafayette. Mm-hmm. But I'm also glad to have all the characters coming together in one storyline, finally. Yep. Uh, so glad Eric is back to normal. The innocent Eric was cute at first, but then it got to be too much. He should be careful not to choose Suki over Pam. That will only lead to disaster. And Suki, why is she so stupid? Yep. She's still in love with Bill? Ugh. I hope they don't put... Uh, them back together. I like Bill so much better in scenes without her. I do too. The character is much more interesting as the king than as her weepy boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Glad to see Suki using her telepath powers more. If you if you got into as much trouble as she does, wouldn't you listen in all the time? Mm-hmm. Like with Debbie, who you just know is going to do something to her soon, unless she's too busy with that greasy punk Marcus. <laughs> we all saw that coming, huh? Yep. Hopefully that will give Aussie something to do, though. The past two episodes, all he's done is carry Suki and then Tommy around. If your character can be replaced by a wheelbarrow, it's time to <laughs> ask the writers for more to do. <laughs> ah. 
Hoy, he was pretty mean to Jessica, but he's going to be destroyed if he finds out about her and Jason. He'll find out. I kind of like the two of them together, though, especially since it gives Jason a storyline that has nothing to do with Hotshot. Oh, thank you. I really hope that storyline is gone for good, dumped in the swamp with old saggy bottoms Joe Lee Mickens. <laughs> it seems like maybe they plan to do more with it, but then when the audience hated it, all of it, they cut it short. Mm-hmm. Let's hope so and have more Jessica and Pam instead. Those two vamp ladies never fail to entertain. I know. Curtains closed, doors locked, and hands washed. Dizzy Lucy. Oh, thank you, Dizzy Lucy, for thank that you, email. Dizzy Lucy. That's right. Wash your hands, close your shades, and lock your doors. <laughs> I actually liked Alcide in this episode. I did too. I mean, he was kind <clears> of <throat> like a background force, but he was a strong, silent force mm-hmm. in that in the in the mm-hmm. episode. But I agree. I think it. I, I think it was. Uh, showing the beginning of Alcide's maybe bonding with Sam the Shifter. Because Alcide really, really did not like that that 401. He just doesn't like bullying stuff. And then to have the person actually die, Mm. I think that's really affected Alcide. Yeah. Yeah. I think so, too. Yeah. And... um, the thing of me with me and Sookie and her powers is, okay, we've seen it for now two seasons, yep. I think at least, and we and she still doesn't know what the hell it is, and neither do we, yep. except it's the light power, and we don't know how she uses it except when she's upset or mad yep. or something. So they need to get her to understand and know, and us to know what it is. Well, if she quit messing around with them goddamn vampires, she could do that. Dang, Sister Jay. Oh, excuse me. But I mean, really, she spends all her time with the damn vampires or worrying about the vampires or Bill or Eric or, you know, I mean, hell, she can't do nothing else. Hey, we see she hasn't worked since Tommy fired her as his first skinwalker well, thing. she ain't had time to work. Please. So that was needed. She anyway. Had, she needed to be fired. Anyway. Yeah, she need to do something. They need to let her grow the damn hell up. Everybody else is, is altering a little bit. Their characters are, are either maturing or ex- more accepting of what their ability is or whatever the case is, except for her dumb ass. Yeah. And, you know, why they want to keep her and why she wants to keep that dumb blonde shit going, you know, come on now. It's just getting old and it's getting annoying. And if they don't do something, they're going to lose their audience. They won't lose it. But yeah, they will. But they'll still If they put them two back together again with that sappy shit. I'm not watching a whole season of that mess. Anyway, no, I okay. I don't want Bill and her back. To, I don't want her and Eric together either. I don't either. But if they keep Eric the way he is, it'll be interesting because at least he's fierce. Yep. He's, and Bill he's wasn't, fierce now. Yep. You know, at the time. Yep. Okay. Our next email is from Ray. Brother Ray. Hey, Brother Ray. Hey, sisters. Greetings from St. Louis, Missouri. It's Brother Ray. Mm-hmm. Just listened to your last podcast, and I was jumping mad. Marisol was too strong for giving you one star on iTunes. Ain't that the truth? There are many of us who appreciate your hard work and look forward to your entertaining podcast each week. I'm already having True Blood Sisters withdrawals. The nerve. <laughs> okay, now that I got that out of my system. A few things about your last podcast. Mm-hmm. I like the Mavis ending. 
It was touching, but I was a little let down because I imagined all kinds of crazy evil storylines about that doll and baby. Mm -hmm. I was looking forward to Renee being part of it in some way. Oh, no. Also, can't agree with you on the camping scene. Sorry, sisters. I just didn't like Luna's daughter rubbing on Sam the bunny. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even think about it that way. See, Brother Ray, you was thinking the wrong thing. See, y'all got your mind in the gutter. I went from awe to ugh. Yes, my mind went and stayed there. Yeah, see. I had to agree with listener Myron, but I do agree with you on giving up on this season of Big Brother. It's horrible. Yep. Okay, back to this week's True Blood. Did you notice that we did not get a full hour? I think it was only 50 minutes. Yeah, I noticed it was seemed like yeah. it was short. Yep. My thoughts. Couldn't Suki have stayed in Fairyland for an entire season? Mm-hmm. That red lingerie dream sequence from last week's episode was one secret that Victoria should have kept to herself. Ain't it the truth? Suki knows that she's a fairy. She needs to learn how to use her powers and stop acting surprised each time it happens. There you go. I'd be in the backyard doing target practice with my beams of light. There you go. Yeah, this is what we were saying. Yep. She needs to learn how to use it. But who's going to teach her? I mean, all the fairies have disappeared. We haven't seen them damn fairies since episode one. Yeah, but she don't even think about it. I know. All she got to do is be uh, by her damn self for a minute. Just a minute. And, you know, think about it and, 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 you know, try to harness it. But she don't even give herself time to do that because she's too busy screwing one or the other of them. Please. <laughs> Ooh, Lord. As for Tommy, I wanted him gone, but I wasn't expecting it in this way. I know. I was initially sad over his death scene, but after a few minutes, I was like, ain't you gone yet? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Brother Ray, that is so cold-blooded. They dragged that out too long. I'm going to miss other characters playing Tommy, playing them. Mm-hmm. Marty is in complete control and not the victim. Love mm-hmm. that twist. Yep. Antonio was very upset at the human casualties, while our so-called sweet Marty was excited to keep it going. Mm-hmm. Wow. I just can't hate on my Tara. She is so much better than last season. I still love her, but the unsung hero of this season is Holly. Yep. I have always kind of liked her, but I am really liking her this season. I love her character's strength and the way she helps Tara remain strong and level-headed. That's right. They are great together. Loved when Holly told Tara to believe in herself, that they are both strong, angry women, and that magic is about energy and intention, yep. and that she needs faith and a change of attitude. Amen. Uh, yep. Will Tara become a kick-ass witch? I'm hoping. No. She has it in her, and it is time to unleash it. I don't think so. I don't think she will. I don't think she's got it in her either. No. She's still angry for the wrong reasons. It's just like Jason and Sookie. Sookie's a fairy, but Jason's not. And they're brother and sister. Yeah. Lafayette's a medium. Tara don't have no ability. That we know But they're cousins. You see what I'm saying? So, yeah. No. On a humorous note, I can't help but to laugh at that silly gal who keeps grabbing the doorknob. I know. Sisters, is she ever going to get it? There's a spell on that building. Mm-hmm. When Marnie Antonia walked out to greet Jesus, I just shook my head as she started running towards the door again getting burned. I know! Oh, thing. Marcus, oh, Marcus. He must change into one hell of a fine wolf because his human form is toe up from the slow up. Toe up. Don't even wait for him to change <clears throat> into a wolf. Give him a flea dip now. <laughs> I think when the going gets tough, Antonia will leave Marnie and jump into Lafayette's body, forcing Jesus to extract her from him. Just a guess, but we will soon see. I think the whole vampire SWAT setup is going to fail. 
I don't see the vampires piercing Marnie's shield. From the previews of next week, there seems to be a lot of discussion amongst the group inside Moon Goddess Emporium. I am thinking that all of the vampires' weapons just bounce off and she's going to be taken down from within. Once she's gone and the shield is down, then there's going to be all kinds of action. I also think that this season will end uh, setting up a showdown of vampires against vampires for next season after Antonia is gone. Mm. It's getting way too heated between Nan and Bill. Well, as always, love the podcast, Brother Ray. Thank you, Brother Ray, for for that uh, email. And, you know, I think you're right about uh, the end of the season because, you you know, they're going to have a cliffhanger and stuff. And, yeah, all that fussing uh, uh, against Nan and stuff, you know, she's going to do something. She's going to try to get back. Yeah, she's working on getting back at Bill and Eric. So, yeah, I think you're right about that. All right. Okay, our next email is from Marilyn. Hey, Marilyn. Hey, Sister J and Sister K. Well, first, mainly just to annoy Love's True Blood with the one-star rating, I'm going to add my two cents to the drapes up topic. Mm-hmm. My Jewish mother always went around closing all the drapes and blinds in our house once it got dark, yep. often telling me in the process, our neighbors don't need to know our business. There you go. Now, I hope Miss Miss Love's True Blood will take the stick out of her mm, and go get a sense of humor. Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, tell him, As for the episode Burning Down the House, it held a few surprises for me. The first was the sudden death of Tommy. I know. Now, I know that for some reason a lot of fans dislike this character, but I had much sympathy for Tommy because of the horrible, abusive life that he had led. Me too. His own family had used him to make money in dogfights, kept him from being educated, and in the end, his own mother betrayed him. Yeah. So when he took the beating he meant for Sam as an act of penitence, Yep. And then realizing he was dying, asked Alcee to take him to Merlot's because that was home to him. I started to cry. I know. Especially when he told Sam he had been the best part of his life and then apologized for all that he'd done. It was just so heartbreaking that his short life had been so miserable. I know. It was. The other surprise to me was that Sookie's microwave fingers broke Antonia's spell and brought back Eric's memories. Yep. I knew he was going to get his memories back eventually. I just didn't expect it at that time and in that way. Yeah. But I have to say I'm glad that emo Eric is gone and badass Eric is back. Mm -hmm. Now I cannot wait to see how the situation is developed as Sookie grapples with the fact that she loves both Eric and Bill while in the meantime undoubtedly being pursued by an even more determined Eric, hopefully in some more black leather. (laughs) And I'd have to say I cannot wait for the next episode after getting a glimpse of Eric, Jessica, Pam, and Bill all dressed in black leather, getting out of that black van in front of the Moon Goddess Emporium, mm-hmm. with Jessica carrying what looked like a grenade launcher or something. Yep. I guess she wasn't kidding when she said that she just wanted to kill something. Yeah. Take care, sisters. Marilyn. Thank you, Marilyn, for Thank that you, email. Thank you, Marilyn. Yeah, I agree, though. See, yeah, uh, that last scene, they might have looked like A-team and stuff, but I loved it. I thought they looked great. And and the way they got out of the van and then they they walk they're walking in slow motion. I thought that was awesome. I loved it. <laughs> I did. I liked yeah. that ending. Yeah, I liked it. They they all looked really good. They did. Mm-hmm. They did. And I agree with you. I'm glad that the badass Eric is back. Me too. We just hope he stays back. Let's hope so. Yeah. Okay. Our next email is from Monica. Hey, Monica. Hey there, Sister J and Sister K. Recently, I wanted a friend of mine to suggest podcasts to me. She asked if I like cackling southern ladies. <laughs> My response, uh, 
So, yeah, I wasn't sure, but I listened to just one of your True Blood shows and have since been listening to all of them. I'm hooked. Let me toss off some thoughts. Okay, first of all, first of all, let me say this. (sighs) Go ahead. So we described as cackling southern ladies, huh? (laughs) Well, first of all, we're not even from the south. We live in the south, but we're just transplants. That's first of all, you know. But cackling... I don't cackle. Oh, yes. No, I don't. I laugh. You are the cackler. That's my laugh. You are the cackler. Anyway. You cackle. Mm. Anyhow, can we read the email? She was making a compliment by saying that that's how her friend told her about us. Mm -hmm. She didn't know about us, so she went ahead and listened and loved us. So that's Mm -hmm. a compliment. Who cares if it's a cackle? Why? (laughs) Or how they described us. Mm. You, in other words. (laughs) I think he's going to say that. Okay, so she says, on diversity in Bontemp, isn't the other dude in Sam's shifter group black folk? I don't want to rewatch it, but I kind of remember that. Oh, yeah, there was a black guy. There was. Yes. On white folk and their windows, I never noticed, but as I look back, my family, (laughs) black, never goes to mess with the windows uh, to open or close them. The curtains, shades, blinds, they never really factored in. And I'm, if I'm at someone else's house, I'm thinking about it even less. So she doesn't, they don't think about their blinds, windows, or nothing, mm. I guess, in her house. Mm. On taking clothes off, in the Terry Arlene scene, I feel like the bigger issue is, um, why were they humping with the baby in the room? Baby that sleep. Is weird. No, the baby sleep. A lot of couples do that. On Tara's hair. How can you think it's real when it's about two feet longer than it was when she cut her wig off <laughs> and did She sure looks good this season, though. I never noticed before. She is gorgeous. On Jason and Jessica, Jason wasn't thinking about any Jessica. Uh, no, she's a sister K. Jason wasn't thinking about any Jessica until he got her blood, ever. But hell, at least she's cute. He hasn't had a cute girl since Amy. Poor Hoyt. Yeah. Poor, poor Hoyt. <laughs> She's right about that because he, he went from Amy. I didn't to, like that Amy. I didn't think she was cute. She was. But I didn't Crystal, like her either. And who wasn't cute at all. Yeah, I didn't think Amy was cute either. And the biggest thing of all, Suki does not deserve Eric. Nope. He is the shit. Like the absolute shit. And Suki isn't even a little bit cute. And she's annoying as fuck. Mm-hmm. For that matter, the only equally attractive couple on the show. Of the people we are expected to find attractive, that is, is Sam and Luna. Yep. Debbie, Crystal, Sookie, we're supposed to believe people who look like Alcee, Jason, and Eric are pining after these regular ass, whiny ass, Ooh. crazy ass, stupid ass chicks? Only if there's magic involved, because that is crap. Ooh. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh. Okay. Monica. I love you guys. I hate that I'm caught up now because I'm done listening till next time. One more thing. Sister J, there are plenty of black people who are frighteningly skinny and about to die. <laughs> in the neighborhood, on the runway, at the office, and on the big screen. You don't notice it because it's contrary to your preconceived notions. But on the real, there's no way you've never seen a terrifyingly skinny black woman. No shade. I still think you're great. P.S. I promise you that if Roxy Roker took off her clothes in her Jefferson's days, you would have seen ribs and hip bones. Yeah, probably so. I have so. more examples, but I'll leave it with that one. That, yeah, that P-P-S. is true. P.S. Sookie isn't all that thin. She looks healthy to me. Monica. 
Yeah, that is true. And That's since what I was trying to say well, last and week. since then, uh, let's see. Well, was that a People magazine or was it the TV Guide? Anyway, it was this week's either People magazine or the TV Guide. They got a picture of Halle Berry in it in a swimsuit, and you could see her ribs. Well, like I said last yeah. week, there, that movie with Halle Berry and Hugh Jackman, and she's like an undercover FBI, and John Travolta, I think, is in it. And she's mm. in um, just her underwear, and she is neck almost naked, but her ribs are showing. Yeah. So. Yeah. I told you. See? You only believe it if somebody else say it, huh? No. I saw that picture. Oh, mm, okay. So People Magazine or whatever. Yeah. It, it, it was one or the other. Either TV Guide or Monica the People Magazine. right. Thank you, Monica, for your email and for listening. Yes. No matter how you found us, we love it. That's true. This Jay is just honoring today for some reason. No, I'm not. Okay, our next email is from... Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Comic nurse. Oh, okay. Hi, sisters. I'm a loyal listener just trying to say that you two are awesome. I love your honesty, your positive attitude, and your tangents about other subjects, including funny observations about people. I have a new game to even further your listeners' enjoyment of your podcast. Every time Sister J says, first of all, we get to drink. <laughs> I was pretty tipsy by the end of the last episode. I believe the count was eight or nine. Won't take up any more of your time. Just wanted to send a shout out to say that you really make my week comic nurse who always washes her hands, closes the blinds, and prefers clothes off but will take what I can get. Oh, that's funny. Thank you, comic Thank nurse. Thank you for that email. <laughs> yeah. She does say I do that a lot. say that a lot. You did. And she I did. And I didn't notice it until one one time I listened back to our um, podcast, but I really paid attention for some reason. And yeah, I say that a lot. Yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. Thank you, comic nurse. All right, our next email is from Paris. Hey, Paris. Hello, sisters. Let's dig in. The, this past episode was my absolute favorite of the season. Hmm. My jaw dropped to the floor when Suki unleashed that blast on Eric to stop him from killing Bill. I was even more surprised when all of Eric's memories flew across the screen and the old Vikings snapped back. Yeah, I like that. I was that. so happy that the writers decided to bypass all the confusion from the books and just let him remember everything at once. Excellent. I also loved how shaken up Pam was about her maker being back to normal until she found out thanks was owed to Suki. Speaking of Suki, when I first watched this one, I was irritated with her reaction to Eric's feelings. Yep. On second viewing, I have to say that it actually made sense. She has been through 
whirlwind after whirlwind of relationships, betrayals, supernatural revelations, and death. She was taken to Fairyland and returned to find she had lost an entire year. Then she got this war literally dumped in her lap. It's only natural that she would want a break to figure her feelings out for the two men in her life. This might be the first time I've defended her character. Mm. Enough on that, though. Yeah, let's get... Mm. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, because, see, that's been my complaint. She jumps from one to the other to the other, you know? And yeah. she doesn't take any time to just be, you know? Yeah. Anyway. That's part of the show, though. Okay, on. Uh, Martonia is definitely the most complex... Villain of the series so far. Oh, that's pretty good. Like Martonia. Marnie Antonia. Yeah, it Martonia. Was an excellent touch having the two characters split from one another and have it out. We learned that Marnie is the more violent, angry one, and that Antonia was a healer who only turned to necromancy to help others. Yep. This really goes back to the first episode when Marnie flipped the script on everyone in the group and used dark magic to resurrect her bird. Exactly. Once again, both actors blew me away, and the way this reveal was written was well done. Side note, Holly might actually be the only other smart witch in the coven. I love that scene when she and Tara got the spell to work, even if it all went wrong in the end. I know. Another huge surprise we got this week was Jesus. When he broke through that spell wall Mm -hmm. with the help of his demon head... I jumped back like Marnie. <laughs> so that explains the flash we got last season when Jesus and Lafayette took the V trip. Exactly. We also saw Jesus' grandpa summon this demon when he was testing them from the snake bite. So maybe it is a Latin thing. <laughs> I like that they stepped up Kevin Alejandro's screen time. Don't quote me on this, but I have a feeling we're going to lose our nurse by the end of the season. I hope not. I hope not. That's what he said. I like him. I do too. The scenes between Tommy, Sam, Alcide, and Alcide were gut-riching. Yeah. I knew there were fans out there that, who despised his character, but I definitely never thought he deserved this. Yeah. I had hoped that he would be able to somehow get back on track and we would get to see the Mickens brothers become a team. Yep. I guess not. All three actors sold this scene and really did an excellent job. Tommy will be missed by this True Blood fan. I think it's safe to say Shreveport is about to be several wolves and a pack leader short. <laughs> Fort Belfleur was priceless. Yeah. I was glad we got more backstory on Terry and Andy again. Mm-hmm. Say what you will, but I love the closing shot of our favorite four vamps rolling up on Moon Goddess in all black and stepping out strapped. Yep. Next week is going to be good. Can't wait to hear from you, sisters. <clears throat> Paris. Thank you, Paris, for that email. And I agree, too. Uh, yeah, I thought the ending scene was great, and it portends a, a really good episode to come. But, yeah, I was really, I'm one of the, the fans also that I, I, I'm really going to miss Tommy. I like that character. I do, too. And I was hoping that, you know, we could see the, the even if it was just the struggle between Sam and, and Tommy trying to, you know, define their relationship again and stuff. But that would have been very interesting, I think. And but, to see more about the skinwalker and how yeah. he's able to control it. Because now... How are we going to get that information? Luna yeah. might talk about it, but it'll be kind of a throwaway because yeah. no one else, um, I don't know, no one else yeah. does that we know of. Yeah. Of the so, characters, so. <clears throat> that's just gone. Yeah, that's, that's a gone mm-hmm. storyline. Okay, thank you, Paris. Yep, thank you. Okay, our next email is from um, Ilka. Okay, hi, Ilka. Hello, sisters. I have to get back to you to share 
uh, my thoughts on episode 10, Burning Down the House. WTF, what the fuck? All right, all right. Sookie fires fairy powers on the Viking to save Queen Bill and remove spell from Eric. I Queen love when Bill. they say Queen Bill. Queen Bill. That is so funny. <laughs> and what does he remember in a thousand years? Sookie mostly. Give me a break. Yep. But the conversation between the fairy and Eric really upset me. I love you and all. So what's the problem? Bill. What? Bill, seriously? I could not believe my own eyes and ears. I know. That was So annoying. she's in love with both of them. Holy crap. Then take the dwarf king and leave the precious Viking for Sister J and me to share. <laughs> I'll take the dwarf king. <laughs> Hello. I like Bill. <sighs> Jessica and Jason. No big surprise. I love Jessica's line saying, what about me? Who is going to make me forget? I know. Damn right, girl. Yes, right. Tommy, Sam, and Taxi all seed. R.I.P. Uh, Tommy, we saw it coming, didn't we? I know. That billiard table at Merlot's has seen a lot of things in its lifetime. I know. I felt so sorry for Sam. Blood is thicker than water, even if your brother is a schmuck. That's right. And I'll see, I can't even begin how annoying his storyline is. Taxi I'll see drives you around Louisiana. If he's not driving, he's either growling or naked. That's fine. (laughs) That's fine with me. Nan Flanagan, laugh out loud. True deaths for everyone. I know. That was funny, though. As soon as they would say something back to her, she says, true death for you. And then Eric says something. She says, true death for you, too. And then Pam says something to the effect, don't you, don't you threaten my maker, you bitch. And she says, oh, yeah, and true death for you, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she is hilarious. Pam, nice to see her show some feelings before turning into her old self. Mm-hmm. I loved her reaction on Eric telling her that Sookie removed the spell. That eyebrow rocks. I know. Andy and Terry. Fort Belfler? Very, very funny. Don't you just love Terry? Yep. Right. Talk some sense into Andy and make him walk home. It's about time. <laughs> hey, Seuss. What? Yuck. He was trying his very best to convince Marnie, but what's with the devil mask? Deep down, I think he is honest and on the good side, but as soon as this mask is there, I am not so sure. But I love Lala and him together, yep. so hopefully he's not some kind of weird demon devil thing. Maybe Lala and he can really do something here to help. We'll see. The last scene really made me laugh. Queen Bill is the shortest of them all. <laughs> Thank God for wide shots. Oh, he, my goodness. He is shrimpy Bill after all. And really, that's not going to work. I feel it in my bones. Until we meet again. Ooh, and something in German, I think. And I can't read that. <laughs> um, Ilka. Thank you, Ilka, for Wait, that email. She has. Oh. Um, P.S. I have to thank you again for your podcast. Last week, I had to go to the hospital to get a nail and some screws removed out of my recently broken foot. Damn. Unfortunately, damn, that sounds terrible. Damn, that sounds painful. A nail and screws? Well, you know. I didn't know they put nails in bones. Oh, sure. Unfortunately, I had to share a room with an old lady who had suffered a broken shoulder and arm and therefore couldn't move. Well, poor her, but that made her the snorer from, from hell at night. Oh, Lord. Just when I thought I was going to go nuts from her snoring... I put my iPod in and listened endlessly to your podcast. A true lifesaver. So thank you for all the time and effort you two put into that. I'm going to write the first review for your podcast on the German iTunes store. 
five stars, of course. Oh, thank Silk you. Stars. Thank you, Elka. Well, dang, I'm so sorry to hear about your broken foot. That, that sounds, sounds painful. That sounds terrible. But thank you for that email. That's awesome. Yes, thank you. And I can't pronounce whatever you wrote. <laughs> hey, you know what? I can't pronounce it, but thank you. I'm sure it says something nice. And we'll... <laughs> We'll we, leave it at that. Well, we can go online and use use like a, a translator. A, a translator. Okay, thank you, Ilka. Thank you. And our next email is from Lisa. Hey, Lisa. Hi, sisters. I'm in the Navy, um, and there are a handful of military members here in Guam. She's the one that wrote us from Guam. Yes. <clears throat> we have an Air Force base, a medium-sized Navy base, and a small group of Coast Guard boats. Mm. I listen to a lot of different podcasts here because there are no decent radio stations. I what? bet not. Yeah, I bet I downloaded not. a handful of True Blood podcasts, but Sister Speak and Gaming Angels are the only ones I keep listening to. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for the Fringe podcast. Oh, yeah. Have a great holiday weekend. Looking forward to um, your Week 10 podcast, Lisa. Thank you, Lisa, thank you, for Lisa. that email. And thank you for letting us know. Yeah, it's the Navy and, and you got all She's them the ships Navy. and stuff. Yeah. Wow. Thank you very much. Thank you. And I don't know what Gaming Angels are, but maybe it's a game Gamers podcast okay. or something. I'll have to check that one out. Yeah, we'll have to check it out. Okay, well, that was all the emails for this episode, but we did have a couple of iTunes reviews. Okay, cool. So let me go to... Oh, now you're not going to surprise me with some more number ones, are you? I haven't read them, so honestly... Oh, Lord. Okay. I can't tell you. Here I we go. I don't know. Okay. The first one is titled Hilarious by Jazz21578. Okay. Oh, my God. I only listen to podcasts to hear other people's opinions about things I love. And I have never heard any more opinionated podcasts. They pay attention to parts of the show I would have never thought twice about, and I love it. Sister Speak, Game of Thrones is next, I hope. Yes. And that is from Jazz21578, five stars. Thank you, Jazz, very much. And, you know, uh, just to digress for a moment, uh, we've had a couple of people on our uh, Facebook page, you know, ask about... Game of Thrones and stuff. And in our last podcast, we did kind of mention it and stuff. But uh, Sister Kay and I have decided that what we're going to do is we're going to definitely pod, uh, be having a Sister Speak Game of Thrones podcast for the season number two. Yes. And what we'll do is we'll have like a, a little introductory episode where we kind of recap in our own words season one. And then we'll start from there. See? So, yes, we're we going to definitely so do it. long to go for that. That's okay, back. though. There's other stuff that we podcast about it and watch and everything. So, But, yeah, we, we enjoyed uh, Game of Thrones so much that, yeah, we're, we're going to do it. So Yes, we are. So, for all our listeners, there will be a Sister Speak Game of Thrones podcast. So thank, thank you. you thank Jazz. you for that five-star rating. Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, the second comment... For this week is from Coco2MC. Hey, Coco. And the title is A True Listener. I have to say that I enjoy listening to this podcast and find it pretty entertaining. The sisters are in sync to one another and seem to really enjoy discussing True Blood. I hope they pick up more shows to discuss. Uh-oh. And, that is, and that's five stars from Coco2MC. Thank you, Coco, for that five-star rating. Yeah. You know, we... We will do our Fringe podcast again this season, and um, I'm not sure if we're going to do what we're going to do, other than 
fringe. What we used to do was reality, but yeah, Sister J don't like to watch it well, anymore. I'm not sure I want to do reality anymore. Yeah. I'm kind of tired of doing it. So yeah. it might just be fringe. I don't know. Well, or there'll be some other shows on, I'm sure. Yeah. So we'll have to work that out, though. Well, but, we got to work it out soon because yeah, all that stuff comes back. Fall's coming up. Yep. But, but thank, thank you, you for Coco. that. Mm-hmm. Okay, and our next, or the last um, iTunes review is from San Fran Terry. Hey, San Fran Terry. I was a latecomer to True Blood and to this podcast, but now I never miss an episode. Sister J and Sister K are entertaining, thought-provoking, and often hilarious. <laughs> Be prepared to laugh out loud in public and embarrass yourself. <laughs> I don't always agree with them, but then again, they don't always agree with each other. And that's part of the fun. <laughs> we rarely agree with each other. <laughs> I love that they spend a lot of time discussing listener input. It really makes you feel involved with the podcast and with the other subscribers. Mm-hmm. And regarding the person in the previous review <laughs> who said she was tired of hearing why people do this and why people do that, come on. The recurring references about the drapes and the clothing in bed were a lighthearted joke. It, I was not offended at all. Thank you. As a matter of fact, it's midnight and I need to go shut my mouth. <laughs> 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 oh my goodness. And then uh, she gave us five stars. Oh, thank you, Terry, for that thank hilarious you, rating. Terry. Oh, that's that, that's, that's great. Funny. Well, I'm glad you took it in the in the fun spirited. And your blinds are open. <laughs> I hope your lights were off. Yeah, I doubt I it. I need to go to these people's houses because you know what? <laughs> you know one thing I do like to do what? is I like to see how other people decorate their houses. Oh Lord! And what they look like on the inside. So mm. I need to find all y'all's houses that so leave your drapes on <laughs> and see y'all's walking around the house and see how you decorated the house. Oh, Lord, have mercy. No. Thank you for that rating, though. That was yes, awesome. Yes, thank you very much. And that was actually all that we had so far on iTunes ratings. So okay, cool. We still have a very good rating despite the two ugly ones that we've had recently. Okay, well, that's good. Yeah, so, okay, well, since this is our super-duper special double episode, let's move right into our next podcast. Okay. Okay, let's talk about Soul of Fire, which is episode 11 of season four. Okay. Which is our penultimate episode of True Blood. Yep. Okay, where do you want to start? You want to start at um, At Moon Goddess? At that Goddess Emporium. With all of our... Find people in leather yeah. walking up to the. Well, I was going to start on store. the inside. Oh, go ahead. Because uh, this was one of my uh, uh, scenes that you know I like the scene, but it just you know once again it seems to me that they just rushed it too much, and that's when Marnie is having an argument with Antonia, and Antonia comes out. Yeah. Because uh, Antonia wants to leave. And she just doesn't want to be a part of Marnie anymore. Lafayette's the only person who could see her. Cause, and, and Lafayette says, oh, Lord, she just, she just puked the bitch out. That's what he said. And so you know. Tara's, Tara's like, what, what? And then Jesus says just matter-of-factly, like, he's a medium. You know, he can see that. And, and Tara, since when? Yeah. Now, I can see where they might not want to stop right then and explain all the shit to her. You know, right. because they're in the middle of like a, a situation here. But everybody 
just standing there calmly? Don't you find that strange? Everybody just standing there calmly like, oh, Lafayette could see him. Uh huh. And so he's reporting what's going on. Well, I mean, look, in the scheme of things, of all that's going on, I don't think it's too out of the ordinary for them to... Well, I didn't say it was out of the ordinary. I, what I said was, I, I, to me, it was rushed. I Well, I don't know about rushed, but, I mean, that was all in response. They're all in shock because she just knifed Casey. Yeah, she that's true. She just killed <clears throat> the girl, so it's real. Well, no, her- she doesn't kill Casey till after so after she binds Antonia to her. No. So you're getting it. No. No, it's before. No, it is Because isn't. that's why Antonia wants to leave. No, it isn't. Because she says, you've killed one of your own. And that is not how I am. I was a healer. And, and the only reason I went to necromancy was to help my people. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And That's you're true. killing your own people. Yeah, because she said, because because yeah. my... These hands delivered babies and stuff. Yeah, so yeah that's, that's in true. response to her feeling, <clears throat> you know, throwing the knife at Casey. Casey dies, and they're all kind of in shock. But to me, it's not out of the possible realm that they're in shock and just staying there because look at all the other shit that's happened that, that's unbelievable. Yeah, I guess and so. I what, just found what it what annoying. I didn't like, what annoyed me about this scene is Lafayette and his dialogue. Yes. The bitch came out her mouth. She puked the bitch out. That's what he said. Yeah. She's fucking standing there. Now, you all know I don't mind cussing. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Woo-hoo! Yeah. But you, I don't you, you like... Could a, you could keep up with a sailor. <laughs> <laughs> then people... Hey, our listeners just don't know. But anyway... They know. Ahead. They know I cuss. <clears throat> but I don't like... For some reason, it's bothering me this week and the week with uh, Mavis... Mm-hmm. Him saying um, all these, cussing all these words, just out of the, I mean, just arbitrary words. It's not like he's arguing with anybody. He's not saying that. He's just saying these arbitrary words to me. And it's irritating for some reason that he keeps saying, the bitch caught, she fucked the bitch, or she coughed the bitch out, and <laughs> she's talking to the bitch, and she's motherfucking doing this, and she's motherfucking doing that. And it's just, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it's bothering me that he, it's talking like that. It, uh, his hair is bothering me. Well, that bothers me as well. Damn. It's terrible. Mm, mm, it is mm. terrible. And, and it would be better if he had it in a real mohawk. Or, or, or something. What's with this little beaded crap? I don't know. Hanging off. 
like he's some 10-year-old kid. Or put the scarves back on. Yeah. Something. Oh, it's terrible. Whoever whoever is responsible for that should should lose their job. So I don't like, I don't know, that that's what bothered me about that yeah, scene. I'm, and then Tara, you know, saying he's a, he's a medium. When did this happen? That, to me, was normal. And then... Like trying to shush her or go on with what Lafayette's trying to tell them. Mm-hmm. I think that's okay. It wasn't really rushed. It never went back to it though. But they really didn't have time because of all the stuff that was going on in this episode. Yeah, that's true. You know? Yeah, <clears throat> that's true. And then, now, then when why? Marnie starts chanting, and Hastings is the one that said she's, she's doing a, a binding, binding spell, spell mm-hmm. to bind her, uh, yeah. you know. To bind Antonio to her, which means Antonio won't have a choice. And then, you yeah. know, when Lafayette says, oh, okay, Marnie won, then they know now it's, you know, Marnie. So, and, and that was fine, you know. Okay. I don't know. I, I don't know why I keep going back to that. Thanks, bitch. Or you're welcome, bitch. Yeah. Back when Mavis. Yeah. So that's, that's bothering me. They need to figure out a way to, like later in the episode... Lafayette talks fine, and the cussing he does is fine, but that but that's stuff because is he's bothering me. But that's be, in my opinion, that's because he's talking to a man, and he's talking about a man. When he's talking about a woman or talking to a woman, that's where he's coming up with this bitch, this bitch, this bitch, this. Yeah, maybe that's what it yeah. is. And that's what's annoying to me. Maybe that's what's bothering yeah, me about it. That's what's annoying to me. If he's saying it to Tara, it's different. He doesn't. But he, he hasn't been saying that to Tara. No. He's just been saying it to some well, arbitrary. He know. hasn't been around Tara. No, he hasn't. You're See? Right. And, but he doesn't talk to Jesus like that, but he doesn't talk about other people to Jesus like that either. No. Maybe that's it, but I don't, I don't know. know. But, but anyway. that's, that's, that bugged me about that dialogue. Okay, so who you, who you want to talk about? Well, we're already on the witches. Okay. What also got me is that, okay, Marnie, you know, they, you know, Marnie grabs Antonia back, but this whole time, Sookie's just standing around. She bothered me the whole episode, but we haven't even got on that yet. But she bothered me the whole episode. The whole episode was a stupid Sookie episode, meaning that you could have taken Sookie out of the whole episode and it would have been just fine. Except at the very end. Yeah. Because, but it wasn't even, but see, this is what, this is what I don't like about series like this. And they always make this mistake as they go further and further. It's not even in keeping with her character. She's just standing around like she don't know shit that's going on. Yeah. You know, like, oh, I, I'm not in it. I don't know. Or No, Sookie's, but Sookie, her, her personality is like a that. lot more volatile and a lot more outspoken than that. Yeah. She's just standing around looking. Yeah. Looking. And then when she did speak up, it was, and then she's like following Holly around. Yeah. And trying to talk to Marnie. What I've known, what I've heard of you, and you're not like this. You're not this person. You're sweet and kind. Oh, please. And then, okay. Can, or do we just want to stick with Sicky? Yes, Lord, Lord. Okay, and then what annoyed me about this too is, um, you know, they, Marnie, we're, I'm skipping around, but that's okay. Yeah, you are. When, that's okay. When they do the circle thing, or do you want to just go in the order it goes in? It makes more sense to me if okay. we go in the order right, that the show right. was. Okay, whatever. It seems to me. 
You know? So after... Well, okay, go ahead. Okay, so after she kills uh, Casey and binds Mar- uh, Antonia to her, yeah. then, of course, we see the vampires outside, all four of them in their black leather, getting ready to blow the place up. And, and uh, Jessica does have a grenade launcher. And, you know, Jason... As soon as they they just about ready to launch it, and Bill's giving them instruction. Eric, you go around to the back and stuff. Then Jason comes out. Wait, 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 wait. You can't go in there, or, or you can't blow it up because Sookie's in there. And they got the nerve to say, "Oh, fucking Sookie!" And he <laughs> and Jason gets mad. He said, "What the fucking Sookie? What you talking about?" Uh, and, and and he gets all up in Eric's face too. And yeah, I like that I like too. That I like too. that Jason. I like that. He's fussing at him too. He says. What are you talking about? She she dragged your ass half naked out in the woods by yourself. You didn't even know who the hell you was and took you home. And Eric said, but that's my house. He said, no, it ain't. It's her house. Like you know, that. oh. And then he went up in Bill's face saying, and you drinking from her like she's your own personal soda fountain. Oh, I was, that was dying. Funny. That was funny. And Bill had to look guilty because he knows yeah. it's true. Mm-hmm. And then... When Pam said, "Well, she what she said, she said somebody don't tell me that y'all gonna gash, uh, hooked everything for a gash in a sundress." And Jason looked at her like he was gonna bop her. He did. Oh, he did. He looked, and he was up in her face too. Up you in know, her face. like he was gonna smack her. I said, "Go ahead, Jason." I know. I like that. I like that, Jason. I did too. He was mad too. He says, "No, you ain't." And so Bill says, "That's right. We have to abort this." And so they go put their weapons away. And, of course, Jason's talking to, to, um, to Jessica and stuff. And that was so cute. She says, I wasn't even, I, I wasn't even looking at you. <laughs> he said, why are you shooting daggers at me? Yeah. She said, I wasn't even looking at you. Mm-hmm. You're the first thing I'm thinking about. You know. Oh, that was so cute. That was so cute. <clears throat> so then, you know, about that time, we go back in to the Goddess Emporium. And oh, crazy ass Marnie's just you know standing there keeping well, him a hostage, and and Jesus tricks her into I, yeah when helping. he when he was saying that I was like oh he up to something I like it I oh like yeah it. I like it I loved Jesus in this whole episode though yeah he yeah. was awesome they gave him something to do he was awesome but uh, and we'll get to Alcide but I liked Alcide in this episode too oh hell yes I mean and, hell to and I have yes. not been a big fan of Alcide but Ooh. he was. Right on in uh, this episode. He sexy. Yeah. He looked sexy. really good in this episode. But anyway, oh. okay. So back to Jesus, though. You know, Jesus, that guy is really cute, though. And he's got, like, gray eyes or something. He yeah. he, he is really a handsome he's guy. Cute. But he tricked her, and Marnie fell for it. She said, well, of course, you're a nurse. Of course. Yeah, save her. You know, because he told her... There's wait a minute. There's a post. Well, I guess she started feeling bad when everybody was saying you killed her, you yeah. murdered her. Yeah. And then the way Antonio Antonia said it, I guess made her start to feel bad. She's like, oh yeah, go ahead and save her. Go do whatever yeah. you got to do. Go do whatever. And because she told the rest of them, see, I'm not a murderer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she thought the girl. Was, but that was so cute when when he said, uh, I need somebody to help me. You know, take her in the back. And her boyfriend said, I'll help her. He he said. No, I need somebody that's not going to be emotional. And he looked right at Lafayette. And Lafayette, uh, uh, he went, oh, shoot. And he said, now, or something like yeah. that. You know, he said, now, damn it. And Lafayette's like, oh, you know, and he hopped to it. That was good. I like that. But, of course, he took her in the bathroom, and Lafayette's going to get some paper towels and wipe the blood. And he says, uh, 
she dead. He said, I know that. But, you know, I got to get some stuff. Yeah. Now, this is what I want to know. That scene when he went back out into the the main room and he uh, said to Marnie, I have to get some, some supplies. She says, oh, take whatever you need. And that's when Holly and um, Suki was approaching Marnie and going to give her that little talk, you know, about how kind and nice she was and stuff. Didn't you think that Holly saw him taking that, taking the different things? I didn't. See, no, I, didn't. I thought maybe Holly was aware of uh, of the stuff he was taking because you know she does little rituals with stuff too. Mm, I didn't. I didn't think that when I, I watched it, but yeah. I think that they um, were trying to talk to her and reason with her. And, well, yeah, you know, but I didn't think that at all because there was no glances over there. There weren't any mm-hmm. looks or anything, but. Um, I thought that was pretty smart of him to do that. Yes. And especially when he turned his back and, and took her scarf. Yeah. Because he had to have a, an, an item of hers. Yes. So, of Marnie's. So, yes. that but was really smart. she was really talking smart. to him, though. I mean, she said, go ahead and take what you want, but she was watching him. Yeah. But then Holly and Tookie came, came up, around. see. Yeah. And was talking to her, so she didn't see all the stuff that he got. Right. See. So, I thought that was awesome, I like though. that, too. Yeah. And, of course, you know... Um, while they're in there trying to trying to do this ritual, oh, and I like the fact too when when uh, Jesus said to Lafayette, "Okay, now uh, once I get started and everything, I'm probably going to say." <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Dog is funky. <laughs> oh, leave, my, <laughs> leave the doggies alone. Anyway, anyway. When uh, he tells Lafayette, okay, now I'm going to say some stuff, but, you know, don't take it personal. It's nothing personal, but you probably hear some stuff that I'm going to be saying. And you're going to see some stuff you ain't going to yeah. like. Which I thought that was pretty good. Now, I'm trying to think. Um, at what point did she, did, did she, Marnie, go, oh, this was right after Sookie and Holly talked to her. And then she she went outside to negotiate. Yeah, because Suki says, you have all the power. You can negotiate with them. Yeah. You can get what you want to get out of this and stop any more debt, you know, any more loss right. of life. And you hold all the power. Let's negotiate. She's like, okay, well, they seem to like you. Why don't you go with me? Yeah, you go with me. So, yeah, they went outside mm-hmm. and... Um, Suki's saying, well, she's ready to negotiate, but she really wasn't. No. No, at all. And that uh, other sheriff was still alive because they had to stake the black one mm-hmm. and get him out the way finally, thank goodness, because mm-hmm. I was tired of him. And, um, yeah, he, he was useless. I mean, uh, they, you know, they only well, they used needed to... some four way co- characters. Well, they were all throwaway characters. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Anyway, um, so while they're jacking with that uh, sheriff, and she and uh, the other sheriff, the other the, the girl woman. sheriff, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Antonia says something to her to make her try to really get Bill. That's when you know she ain't there to negotiate. Mm-hmm. She's there to still cause some havoc. Mm-hmm. They toss her ass up in that force field or protection. And she burned. And she burnt up. Mm-hmm. And that's the first time it dawned on me, like Antonia said, or really Marnie at this point, is that um, that power that she's using is like sunlight. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it will kill them, you know. Because it burned burn them, up. them up. Burned them up. Mm-hmm. So that's when you knew uh, she ain't really ready to negotiate. And she tells him, okay, 
I'll, and so what does Bill say? Well, you just let Sookie go. That's all he care about. Oh, please. And she says, oh, yeah, I'll let her go. But, you know, what do I get out of it? Well, what do you want? Well, both of y'all got to die. You and Eric. So what does Bill say? Okay, uh, I'll shoot Eric and Pam, you shoot me. I was too through. <laughs> well, you thought he was cheat. He's going to cheat. Well, I was hoping he was going to cheat. I certainly didn't think he was damn serious. No, but, well, we knew that that wouldn't happen, but you thought, did you think he was lying and saying he would shoot Eric and then just be, okay, don't shoot me. Yeah. 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 I didn't, I don't know what I thought. Yeah. I was like, there's no but way that's going to I happen. thought that was the stupidest, stupidest thing. And I agree with Pam. No, they not going to agree. I mean, oh, it is such a stupid, stupid storyline, it seems to me. Oh, they love Suki so much that they, they're going to meet the true death so she can be saved. Both of them. Hell no. I don't care if you are a vampire and you're already dead. You obviously have some human traits, too. You know, one of y'all would have slicked the other one. You well, see what I'm saying? That might have been what Bill's plan would have been. Well, it could have been, too, but I don't even see them even agreeing to it. Yeah. Especially not Bill. Now, maybe Eric, because Eric really was bound to her. Because in that little fairy, fairy, be fairy induced, uh, uh, or, or blood-induced uh, uh, dream she had. Little romp, you know, uh, in the bed with the snow and stuff. They committed to one another. So I could see Eric saying, yeah, okay, I'm willing to do, to do this so Sookie can live. I can't see either of them saying yeah, that. Yeah, come to think of it, I, I really can't, can't either. That, you know. that was just, I, I, mm, I just didn't believe it. But anyway, so I was glad when Pam said, oh, hell, this is stupid. She went in that vampire speed Got that uh, 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 rocket launcher and uh, launched that grenade. Now, it didn't penetrate it, but hey, it It made her go back inside. It caused a big explosion. Mm -hmm. It rocked the whole block. Rocked the block and burned them up a little bit. And Mm -hmm. more importantly, it burned up Jason. Yeah, it burned up Jason. And he can't heal. So Jessica runs over real quick. Did you even say, I'm blind, I can't can't see. see. He was burnt mm. up. He was burnt so up. So she gave him her blood so that he could heal, which was good. Yeah, I'm glad about that. And it's going to tie them together so, even more. I was just going to say, so now they're even bound together more tightly. Yes. You know. Yeah. And and by their conversation, though, don't you think Jason is just accepting it? Yeah, he and, is now. And he's just going to have to deal with Hoyt because he's accepting it now. And because what he said to her was, you know, even without the B, you're all I think about. So he just going to deal with it. To me, okay. Now this is what I thought about this. I know that Jessica has given him his blood, and that's where most of this is coming from. Mm-hmm. But it still is way, way, way too quick from Crystal. I think so too. But but, but I guess they're having... he was so disgusted with Crystal, though. Yeah. He was, and, and remember in the woods, he said, "If you come one step cl- closer, I'll kill you." And I think he was going to poke her, too. He should have probably poked her, but, you know. But what I'm saying is that whole mess there, and I guess what they're using to explain that is the blood. Him yes. having her blood. Yeah. And that kind of negates all well, the... And that's why Suki is so enamored with Bill again. He gave her the blood. Yeah. Right after she got shot. That's true. That is true. <clears throat> I mean, that's what that is. 
That's what makes it so lame. <laughs> you know? I mean, if nothing else, if nothing else, Sookie's dialogue should have included when she was talking to Eric. Well, I had this feeling for Bill. I mean, it, it, you know, it's probably because he gave me his, that blood after I got shot. But, you know, I can't help it right the moment. But, yeah. you know, I do love you, though. Yeah, you know, but th- but that's not what she said. That ain't what she's saying. See, so you know, but anyway, <clears throat> oh man. So Eric is pissed at Pam. Eric is so mad because he, he told her right before she did it, "Don't do it. I forbid you." And she kept on pushing that trigger. Yep. And so he he made her leave. He was pissed. He said, "Get out of my sight." He did. Oh, she cried too. Before I kill you, he said... He- hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Before I kill you. For sookie shit. Oh, hell no. Uh-uh. But anyway. Oh, yeah. We, and we didn't talk about this. <clears throat> I love my Pam, though. Because right before they killed that uh, vampire, that vampire woman. Uh, yeah, Pam, uh, wait a minute. Pam said, uh, "Wait a minute," and she snatched that woman's necklace and said, "Vintage Cartier." And she snatched that necklace and said, "I'll put it to good use." Okay, y'all continue. Go ahead. Yeah, and so <laughs> that's when Bill threw her in that ba- uh, in, in that uh, barrier thing, and she burnt up. That was that, that was, was good. Cute. That was good. That was good. That was so good. But anyway, so, you know, Antonia takes Suki back in. Of course, they, they back inside the Emporium and stuff. And so now Bill is saying, okay, we got to find another way now. Yeah. Well, while um, Jesus is in the back room, you know, having Lafayette light the candles and do this and, and smear that. And, and he's cutting on his arm and stuff. Cause, that you was know, gross. I couldn't watch yeah, that. Yeah, but it's, a, it's the same blood ritual that, that Marnie did to, to get Antonia there. See, so... Sure, yeah, but they we show, they showed yeah. more of it on this. But the part that I found interesting is that that pool of blood that that uh, where Casey bled out before they moved her body, Marnie was using to see the presence, and so she could see Eric pacing around outside that barrier, and Jessica was giving Jason her blood. Then she says, "Show me the future," and she saw herself laying dead with a bullet a wound in her head. Yep. And and she of course she gonna lie and say to the group, Okay, we all need to join hands and stuff. Well let's because save that the, part for the last because the vampires plan to kill us all. But yeah, plan to kill us all. So Okay, let's move on to We can do it. Okay. Why don't we just go ahead and do okay. that? Okay. Um this is the part that p- irritated me. Okay. And she says, Let's all join hands because they're planning to kill us all and so we need to protect ourselves. 
everybody's looking around like they don't know what the hell to do. They don't mm-hmm. want to do it. They're like, she says, look, I've seen it. They're going to do it. They don't care about us, obviously, or human life. We need to join to protect ourselves. Right. Why would not you automatically think she was lying? That's what I think. But, but wait a minute. But the part that pissed me off even further is when those people join hands, and then she looks at Sookie, just standing there again, and Sookie goes and joins hands with them. That was so stupid. Sookie would not do that. Sookie, that's what I'm talking about. She when you have characters, would not do that. <clears throat> when you have characters acting contrary to what their personalities are, that is a big, big mistake. Yes. And that was a big mistake in the writing After that should have been all caught. That. And Sookie's just standing there. And Sookie can hear. So even if Antonia and Marnie are in there, she could hear her mind. Thank you. So why didn't they have her hearing their mind? Oh, it just irritated that me. That irritated the That irritated the crap out of me. Yeah. And then, okay, I didn't see what good it did for Suki to be joining the ring because she wasn't saying nothing. Everybody was chanting but her. So how's that going to help you, Marnie? I don't know. How's that going to help you? Because her energy, she ain't chanting no way. And the of course she's reason, listening. The only reason they did that is to make it to explain why Suki's power could stop it. That's exactly. the only reason. That's now the they could have had a much better way to do she that. She could have done it just like she did at the Dorchester. She was listening to Jason anyway. Because they were, okay, l- let's back up a minute. They were doing a chant and what, what Antonia was doing or Marnie was doing was casting a spell to, to force the vampires to move toward her, to move toward that barrier so they could burn up. Yep. And so they started moving, and, and all of a sudden, and their teeth came out, and all of them was trying to resist, and Jason's, what? What's happening? And so he's trying to hang on to Jessica. Then he grabs Bill, and he's trying to stop them from moving forward, but all the time he's yelling and screaming, she's going to fry them and stuff. Sookie is listening to Jason outside. Yeah. That's what made it. Okay, she could have been in the goddamn corner like Tara was the first time that, 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 that she was there and, and they resurrected that stupid-ass bird, remember? Yep. Tara wasn't part of the circle either. She was just in the corner. Sookie could have been in the daggone corner and still heard Jason and she could have done just like she did at the Dorchester, go, boom, like that. Okay. And the same thing. Yeah. That irritated me. She's in the circle. Yeah, she's in the circle. That like was, a stupid dumb. That was dumb. Whoever wrote that was dumb. Dumb. The second dumb part, which came right after that, is... Yes, Lord. Is... The circle's destroyed. They stop the chance so the vampires don't fall into the beam or whatever. Yeah. Then, you're telling me that Siggy's gonna go, Oh, Marnie, I didn't mean it. I'm so sorry. I can't control it. I don't know what happened. I didn't like that. Are you fucking kidding me? I didn't like that. I didn't like any of that. That was stupid. If nothing else, she would have went, okay, let everybody go. I'll do it it to you. Well, even if she can't control it, she would not be apologizing and trying to explain away why it happened and how it happened and what's going on and how come and don't get me. And then the other, the third part that pissed me off on that was then when Marnie puts her in that circle of fire, the fake-ass fire, and Sookie is Screaming and hollering and Screaming fear. and hollering. And afraid. That was so fake. First of all, couldn't she have zapped it? 
She said she can't control it when she gets upset. Wasn't she upset? It was too fake. It was stupid. It was stupid, but her her screaming and hollering, help me, was so fake. Wasn't it fake? It was. I probably could have did better. Now, I cannot act. The only part that was good Because there was a fake-ass fire. Right, but the only part that was good was that at the time she she created the circle of fire around Suki. She also did the spell so all the people in the Emporium would be smashed up against the wall. They couldn't help her. Right. Because, of course, Tara was going to run to her and try to help her. But, right. you know, she made them all... Uh, it's like they were glued to the wall. Yeah. All of them. And, of course... Uh, Jesus is, is doing his little ritual in, now that in the bathroom. That and, then, scene. And, and then Lafayette heard all the uh, Suki hollering and stuff, and he went and peeked around the corner and saw that. And he, he came back and said, uh, Honey, uh, you're going to have to hurry this up because Suki's going to burn up in a ring of fire. Oh, man. But that whole part with Jesus was good. That was. That, that was, was freaky. freaky. That voice. But. He was, but that demon is yeah. in his family's magic. It don't matter. I've been like Lafayette. I said, oh, shit. I need but to I loved it when he blew cake. that fire and it broke the bonds and then Antonia broke. And now we know that Antonia's spirit is, is, uh, is satisfied because we heard the church bells. The church bells rang when she prayed like that. So her spirit's not coming back. She can't, she can't get her we, back. We heard the church bells. Whenever the spirit would go in and out, because we heard it when oh, she went back in. Okay. Too. But we know but anyway, she's gone because yeah. she kind of just disappeared. Mm-hmm. But that was that was good. The the demon thing that came out when Lafayette was like, "Oh hell!" Oh, he went, "Oh hell!" And oh, that was that, that, that was, was awesome. Good. But not only did he break the bond, the bond between uh, Marnie and Antonia, he broke that barrier too. Yeah, he broke the barrier. Broke so the barrier, so the vampires, vampires can go come in. Come in, which Bill and Eric rushed in, mm-hmm. and um, Suki, the fourth stupid ass thing. Oh, Bill, don't shoot him! They, she was holding him hostage. He wouldn't shoot. He wasn't aiming at them. It was, he was aiming at Marnie's ass. Exactly. Oh, man. And she, so wait, wait, wait. And she already knew that he was after the witch. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh, please. Mm. Anyway. That, that was, to me, the whole, whoever was writing Suki's part was just dumb. Yeah. <clears throat> they just, I tell you, they are making her say and do dumb shit. That she's not, she doesn't, she wouldn't do as the character. Exactly. So they must have a new writer or something. At the end. Or they haven't, uh, whoever wrote it hadn't read the books or something. Because from what I understand. Well, even the books, if you just watch the show, maybe they haven't watched the show to say, this is not how Sookie's character is. Yeah. Because it was totally out of character for her. Out of character. You know. But anyway, so at least, at least all the spells are gone and everything. So Bill, I thought was pretty funny. He says, okay, just Antonia then. Everybody immediately scatters. Everybody scatters. It's just her. Yeah. And that dumbass Roy. Well, you're going to have to go through me to get to her. Eric is so ruthless. I love it. I I love love it. it. I love it. I love it. before, Before Roy could even take a breath after saying that shit. Eric then pulled his heart out mm-hmm. and got all up in Marnie's face to let her know, oh, yeah. Wait, and then sucked on the, the valve and goes, that was nasty. That was gross. And, and, and threw it away. Now, see, 
And then, did you see him look at Sookie? And then he looked at Bill, and Bill looked at him like, yeah, that's my Eric. That's uh-huh. the way That's the way I took it, like, yeah, that's my Eric. My Eric's back, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, the ruthless Eric is Yeah, that. that's, what there, yeah. I, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, because Eric... Eric looked over at Sookie because Sookie was like horrified like the rest of them. And he looked at her like, but this is who I am. This is who I am. You know. Mm -hmm. Oh, I loved it. Sucked on it. Yeah. That had to be gross, even if it was fake sugar, Mm -hmm. water, or whatever. I know. It looked nasty, too. And what did surprise me Mm. is when Bill just shot her. Oh, it didn't surprise me at all. He was mad. Oh, he was hot by then. He was yeah. so mad because she caused him a whole lot of grief. Yep, that's true. You know, a whole lot of grief. Yep. And even more uh, in the next episode as we see, but, you know, she'll be dead. But, I mean, that whole necromancy thing is has caused so much havoc in his yeah. little king world, you know. Yeah. Uh, he was mad by then because he shot her all up. But then he didn't have to he didn't have to do that last shot in that forehead, but he did. Make a show. Yeah. Make it sure. Mm-hmm. So then they show Sookie looking at both of them like, oh. Like, oh my gosh, they're both savages. That <sighs> whole... Oh, okay. Let me ask you this. Uh, After everything's done, and of course Lafayette's trying to console Jesus because Marnie was his friend. Yeah, Jesus because looks, Because he's uh, sad. we find out that... that Marnie has been Jesus's teacher for a year. Oh, yeah, we knew that at the beginning. Of yeah, the see, so season. you know they they were good friends and stuff, and, and he's feeling real bad because you know he got her shot and everything, or that's the way he feels about it. Okay, Sookie's standing over with Tara and Holly and the other ones, just standing there, looking, and Bill and Eric are like whispering, having a conversation and stuff. I didn't understand that at all. Well, they were glamoring people. Okay. To try to, you know, because they now got to figure out what they're going to do to lessen this impact of what's happened. But I thought they I were thought glamoring they were the glamoring. people at, at, at the Dorchester, not at the Emporium. Oh, maybe not. No. Or maybe they were talking about how they were going to spin it. I think that's what they were talking about, but uh, uh, I don't think they glamored people. I don't know, though. Maybe they did, but I, I didn't take it like that. But, okay. But she was looking at them like, I don't know how she was looking at them like. And I, and I don't even know that they were talking about her. No, I don't think they were talking about her at all. See. I think they were talking about how are we going to, you know, take care of this situation now. Yeah, maybe that's Clean true. up this mess or what are we going to do now? We got to deal with Nan Flanagan. Yeah. Maybe that's what they were talking about. I, I don't know. know. I, I don't know. know. But I didn't quite get that, I though. I didn't get that either. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't quite get that. Okay. And then, do you want to talk the last scene with Lafayette and Jesus? No. Oh. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, cause, because they've been in the whole They're scene. in the bed, and Jesus is still looking shaken. You know what, though? Didn't he look cute? Pitiful. He looked really cute, but he's really sad, though, because yeah. he didn't want to be responsible for her getting killed, but he had to do something, because she was going to kill other people. Yeah, and that's what Lafayette's trying to tell him. He mm-hmm. said, that's came back on her that has nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. She was the one murdering up people and mm-hmm. taking people hostage. So. And he said, I don't know wh- how she was going to think that bad juju wouldn't come, come back, back on, on herself. Her. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And he, and, uh, I mean, Jesus understood 
that was tr- that's true, but you know, still, he just shut his eyes. It's like he didn't want to talk to Lafayette anymore yeah. or hear yeah. it anymore. Yeah, that's the way I took it yeah, too. Like, like, okay, I, let me act I'm like done. I'm asleep and let I'm me done. just go on because I don't feel like talking about mm-hmm. it anymore. I just want to mm-hmm. rest or whatever. And so Lafayette closes his little eyes and is getting ready to go to sleep. Little cheetah sheets, yeah, they and look, cheetah pillows, cheetah everything. That was funny. And he just closed his little kind of eyes. frowns his eyebrows. And then, then looks he opens up, up his eyes. And there is freaking Marnie. Marnie Spirit. Looking at him crazy. And and smiling and coming toward him. Yep. And she possesses him. Yep. But I tell you, Nelson Ellis is so good because he did just like he did when it was Mavis. His whole little look changed. Yeah. You know? His eyes got kind of wide because she mm-hmm. knows how she used to do her eyes. Uh, Lord that was, I was like, mercy. damn, damn, I know. I went, damn, 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 damn not my Lafayette. I know it. Oh, man, but poor Lafayette. Oh, well. So, you know, I wonder I wonder how long it's going to take Jesus to, to, to figure that out. Uh, well, as we saw on the previews, next episode. Well, yeah, but I mean, you know, yeah. I don't know if it's the next day no, or, it'll, you know, it'll be whatever. the next day. Okay, so I, now we need to talk about Sam and Marcus, stringy-haired Marcus. Oh. God. They still in that damn car, garage, body shop. It's a body shop. Yeah, like, trying to find like out where he's looks. at. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what's her name? Luna, Luna runs in, talk about where's Marcus and where's Emma. He done taken her out of school. Yep. Snatched her up. So now Alcide's really trying to get that guy to tell them where Marcus is, mm-hmm. which he still is not helping. No, he said all he said was he he gonna be back. Yep, mm. and uh, then uh, Luna gets a phone call. Well, in the meantime, they they show Debbie Pelt in her little underwear. Yep. Sitting on the bed trying to tell Marcus she's not going to leave with him. Yep. Say, yeah, you know, we didn't have sex and everything, but that was just a, you know, a, a thing. I love Alcide and, and you know. I'm not going nowhere. I'm not going nowhere with you. And he's trying to tell her, well, but look, he's not going to never give you no kids. And, you know, Emma needs a mother. And I'm thinking, well, she got a mama. That's what I was what saying. What you plan on doing to Luna then? Because she got a mama. Well, he said it. He says not a shifter mom, a real werewolf mom. Because he, uh, he doesn't consider a shifter as being right. on par with the werewolves. Mm-hmm. So he said she needs a real... He says, I'm not talking about a shifter mom either, a real werewolf Yeah, mom. that he did say that. So, so and, and so she comes and Debbie in... Debbie is so gullible that I would have said, what, well, she got a mama and, and I can't take the place of that. Right. But she kind of was going with it for a second. Oh, she's so effing crazy. But then the, the she's uh, easily led, which is the whole point. Yeah, and when little Emma came up, you know, he did just like people do. He says, well, "Why don't you go downstairs and color while I talk to to you my know friend. my friend here, and I'll be down in a minute." So what does she do? Just like any little kid, she she, said, she pick up the phone and call her mama. Call mama, I got the number, and she said, "So you know." Of course, Luna's cell phone's ringing, and everybody's looking like, you know, she says, oh, good. You know, it's Emma. She's with her daddy. Where you at? And the, now, I like this scene because the little girl said, I don't know, because she yeah. wouldn't know. She yeah, never she met Debbie. And so Sam was smart. He said, okay, check the number. I felt bad for Alcee when he said, that's my house. That's my number. 
They at my house? Oh. Well, you don't feel bad for him until he actually gets there. They get there, and so Sam's saying, where's Marcus? And uh, uh, Luna says, where's Marcus? Where's your daddy at? She's like, upstairs with that lady. Yeah, upstairs with that lady. that's when Alcide's Oh, face. did you like, see Alcide's face? Oh, I felt bad for him. I thought, uh-oh, shit gonna go down now. Shit going down. Shit going down now. And Sam was so funny. He's like, uh, go ahead and take Luna outside. Or, yeah, yeah he's outside. Why don't you take her outside? Because mm, he knew some shit what was going to So Sam and Sam and, oh, Sam and I'll see go upstairs in the bedroom. And there them two skanks are. Oh, my God. And she got the nut. Oh, this is what got me. She got the nerve. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli. I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. To try to tell... I'll see not to let Sam beat up on this MFer <laughs> who done killed his brother. First of all, I'm oh, surprised please. that I'll see didn't try to whoop him. Oh, he was going to let Sam do it first. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, he knew, I, I mean, because, okay, so She's his wife underwear. betrayed him, but Marcus killed Sam's brother. So he was going to well, let Sam not married. do it. Well, anyway, his girlfriend betrayed right. him. She, they in the bedroom. She in her underwear. Right. So you know something kicked off. Well, sure. And yeah, so I liked I liked Alcide in this one because he was fierce. Mm-hmm. He I was like fierce. Sam in this one though because Sam Sam and, was too and Marcus much. trying to do his shit talking. Yeah, little punk punk ass. Talking about, and I loved yeah. it when Sam said, "Yeah, you you uh." Are a bully. He said, you, you can only fight when you got five people behind you. Exactly. You small man, and you got to live with that. Mm-hmm. While all the meanwhile, you're choking him. Mm-hmm. Well, he kicked his ass first, though. He tried. Well, they both was kicking each other. Yeah, though. but Sam was getting the better of him. He's yeah. throwing him across the room and everything, little yeah. bunk. And, and uh, when Sam had his knee on that fool's neck, he knew, uh, and I was saying, ooh, snap his neck. Please, snap his neck. You know. I knew Sam would But Sam he, did not kill him, he doesn't want. I don't think he wanted to kill Emma's daddy. Mm-hmm. That's you know? what it was. And Luna's baby daddy. Yeah, you know? that's the only reason. I think he never meant to kill him, even though he said he was. He wasn't going to really kill him because he didn't want to mess that shit up. Mm-hmm. And because of Marcus's sneaky... Well, he's a, punk. he's a punk. He's a punk. He is a, just like Sam said, he's now, a small man and a punk. Me. This surprised me that all seed jumped up and snatched him up and broke his neck, squeezed his neck up. That's because he's a wolf to wolf. 
he saw Marcus's eyes flashing. And Marcus leapt up. up, reared up, and got that gun that he made Sam put down. And, and Alcide was quick. And he his was eyes quick. was were flashing wolf, too. Yeah. He was quick, and he jumped on him like white on rice. And he snapped that fool's neck. He, he crushed he his little it was neck. terrible. Oh, and Debbie's talking about. And the whole time, Debbie was like, don't beat him. She don't was trying to run him. to help him. Just like Mama Mickens did. Clue number three and four. Yeah. Oh, but I love what Al Seeds did. He said, oh, and I wrote it down. He said, I abjure you. I abjure you. And that means, like, you know, renounce you. And then he told her all the stuff he wasn't going to do with her no more. I will see you. I will will never never hunt with you. I will. And he named three or four things. And she told me, no, no. I thought to myself, you need to beat her ass too. But the whole time he was talking, I was like, oh, he looks like that. Yeah, he was mad though. But he was hurt too. But he was mad. And in the, I will say, in the, I'm glad they kept this part because in the books, that really means they're like out of the pack. Oh, yeah. Everything. Oh, yeah. They're on their own. You know, we know she hates, she wants to be part of something. She hates that being alone. She don't want to be alone. Mm -hmm. And now she definitely don't have all seed anymore. Yeah, and she don't have Marcus either. He dead. Well, she didn't want his ass anyway. No, but. And when he was saying, why me? This, I'm just not no uh, rebound or what she, he say? Mercy. Revenge. Mercy F. No, fuck. revenge F. Yeah. Revenge fuck. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Why would you pick Marcus of all people? That stringy, nasty fool. Yes. Mm, mm, mm. But that scene was intense. It was I good. It. it was good. And I'm glad Marcus is gone. I'm glad he's gone now. I'm not sorry his character will be no more. I did not like him at all. And, you know, I felt about him like I did with that chick playing Crystal and the chick playing Amy. I just didn't like them. I didn't like the characters. Amy didn't bother me. Ooh, I couldn't stand that girl. Crystal did. And I certainly didn't want her with Jason. Mm-mm-mm. And then when um, Sam goes outside and they run up and say, where's... And Emma says, where's my daddy at? Mm-hmm. He didn't say nothing. Luna gives him this look like, oh, shit. But now I'm wondering, is he going to actually tell her he didn't kill him? Yes. So that will probably make a big difference in her oh, absolutely. reaction to him. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, it's going to be known that Alcide, a wolf, killed oh, the wolf leader. Yeah. Yeah. So, That's yeah. That's what I'm thinking. It's too. going to be some shit happening behind that, though. Oh, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. if they find out, they're going to have to do something with his body. Yeah, that's true. I mean, all these people dead. What are they going to do with all these bodies? Marnie's body? Uh, well, now, Marcus's body? Because they don't disintegrate. Uh, all these dead people. Well, but, okay, as far as Marnie and stuff, they probably just burn her up. I mean, Bill Bill has this little henchman exterminating yeah, people all true. the time. So, you know, they'll just probably cremate her or something. But I'll see you don't have no henchmen. Yeah, well, but see, I mean, it just happened, so we don't know. Yeah. You know, and then all the, you know, and the people that died at the hotel, we don't know, but we're assuming since they glamoured people that they're going to dispose of those bodies too. Absolutely, and to say, hey, we don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. We had a peaceful. Now rally. that's where they glamoured everybody. Yeah, now that's and the people that ran out. Right, yeah, they right. had to go find them. Right. See. Mm-hmm. Interesting. 
And okay. That was a good end to him. Well, the last person we need to talk about. Yes. This is some of my favorite scenes again, and that's Andy. Favorite? Yeah, I loved it. Oh, little Andy. I liked when he was talking to Arlene, but the but before that, I'm like, okay, I like the fairy. What the fact is going on? Oh, uh, well, okay. This is what I thought. Now, when this Mariella, Mariella or whatever her name is. Morella. Morella came down. This is what I'm thinking about. You know, at the very beginning of the show, when we was at the Fairyland, and I asked you, where do people come from? And you said, well, those are probably the offspring of the fairies, and that's who they're gathering. Oh, they're gathering all their, their godchildren or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Or whatever. See, because... A fairy had to have uh, 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 been in the family, in Sookie's family, for her to be a fairy. Well, that's true. It right. was. See, so that, that's the first thing I thought was because like okay, in, so in s- old, uh, let me finish, in old mythology type stories. Oh, Lord. Well, that's what they're going Sister for. J, they okay, always have these fairies and the shit. Show. Let's stick with the show. Okay. So you're saying... That when you saw the lights, because there was more than one light that came down. That was her. That was her going from place to place. That wasn't just uh, more than one. That was her. Oh, you think it was just one fairy? Yeah, going from place to place. I thought it was several fairies that came down. No. Well, I didn't think so. So, your thought on this whole fairy and Andy thing. You never finished that. But that's because you interrupted me. You went me. on to mythology. We don't need that. Well, but, but I was trying to explain to you, but you keep interrupting me. Okay, go. Okay. My opinion, what I thought was they was going to do it like old mythological stories in that little fairies and creatures like that would come down and, and mate with human beings. And then they'd have like a little, you know, super fairy or whatever. And that's that's the way I took that for this Morella to do with Andy. Because otherwise, why why would she choose him? Well, that's the question of the day. I well, don't know. Well, but to me, there's a reason. I mean, there was a purpose for that. Okay, so we the fairy comes down. She thinks Andy's a vampire because she smells the blood in his veins. Knocks him over. And then says that he's so handsome. Well, she realizes she he's not a vampire. With him, mm-hmm. and as he promised to protect, to protect her. her, and he says, "Oh yeah, I'm a sheriff. Why not?" And she's like, "Well, you have to swear on the light." Mm-hmm. So that did something. Mm-hmm. Her touching light, his her finger to his finger. Yep, that did something. So now they're tied or something. Yep. But I don't know what the purpose of that was. If it was not like you said for like procreating or something. I think that's what it is. She going to go back to Fairyland or wherever she was and she going to be having a, an Andy Belfour kid. Which is weird. Now, I did like the scene with Andy when he got home. and Arlene, That was cute. And he was talking to Arlene and that was really sweet because that was it sweet. showed you know, how they are trying to support him and, mm-hmm. and how he supported Terry in the past. Like, you know when he got off his meds. Too. I know. Arlene is so funny, though. The way she puts things, though. But, but I mean, she she means well, though. And Andy was funny, too, when he was trying to explain what happened. I know. He was like, well, at first, I wasn't doing too well. But after the second or third yeah. uh, 
Try. Yeah. Oh, he oh, is hilarious, so though. But, but I think this is part of what they're trying to introduce for next season. It is. Because we haven't seen them damn fairies all season. Exactly. All of a sudden, we're seeing the fairies. But there's a reason why she chose him to procreate with. We need to know why. Yeah, because it's what? coming up. But that's the way I took it. That, you know, there's a purpose as to why she found him. And, well, and I didn't trust yeah. her when I saw her. I was like, uh-oh. She don't look right. Don't mess with her. <laughs> don't mess with her. But there's a reason why, that though. I do not believe that she honestly believes he's so handsome and, and all that stuff. No, that, that there's a purpose behind yeah, that. There's a, but... One thing I noticed, and that is when Andy was talking to Arlene, though, it seemed to me maybe by her making him swear and touching, touching her finger, maybe she healed him of that B addiction because it seemed to me that he was much better. Clear. Yeah, that's what I mean. You know, clear of thinking and everything. Mm. And maybe, maybe when she... Because uh, uh, she told him she zapped him because she thought he was a vampire, but but she could see he was not. Then maybe she calls herself, "Well, I'm going to help him," because you know the fairies are about trying to help humans and stuff. Yeah. So maybe that's it. Because while he was sitting there talking to Arlene, though, he looked awful clear to me. Yeah, I guess because he was excited. And, yeah. You know, he just had that mm-hmm. experience. So I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I'm either. intrigued by it, and I'm irritated that it's taken them. Yeah, it, Until it, it took a long to, to time giving us some new stories. But I really like the the uh, Morella uh, story. I like the way they met. I thought that was perfectly believable because you know. But another thing I found hilarious is when Arlene said, "Well, dang, Terry's out in the car in the truck looking for you because you know." You should have been back hours ago. So that lets you know he was out there in the woods. For a while. For a while. Yeah. And, I mean, with her. And, once again, that's the first thing I thought. Damn, they rolling around in the grass and the dirt. Oh, Lord, Sister mm, Jane. Mm, mm. Oh, hell no. <laughs> now, yeah, we won't go through that whole long uh, uh, thing again. But, I mean, come on now. Let these people have some sex in a be- in a clean bed or something. How come Sookie's the only one to get a clean bed? Well, she was in the dirt, too. Yeah, that's true. But and the porch, which you didn't like. I did not like that. And the foyer of the house. Uh, I didn't like and that either. And outside in the woods. Yeah, I didn't like that either. So, But anyway, but I like that, the uh, Andy storyline. I like that. Yeah, I like scenes with Andy. I just didn't know where they were going with that. And it was kind of abrupt. It was. And... Out of but the place. they have to get but with guess, it because you know yeah, they got one got episode. One show left. They got one yeah, episode left. Just one episode. That one episode. That's it. Sad. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we did have one email since we're doing this episode kind of early. Yeah. We know that um, not everyone's had a chance to write in their comments, so we have one email. Okay. And it is from Sarah. Hey, Sarah. Oh, sister J- sisters J and K. What a mess. You know it's bad when the only enjoyable scenes for me are Jesus and I'll see. <laughs> Who would have guessed this season, a season I had so much hope for, would turn into such a huge turd? To Alan Ball, turn over the show now. Turn it over to someone who can write a story. Suki doesn't know whether to wind her butt or scratch her watch. 
And Bill and Eric are going to die for that mess? Mm-hmm. I am so sick of this love triangle. I know. They've turned this season into days of our lives. <laughs> Do we need meaningful three-way glances every five minutes? Mm-hmm. My badass Eric, who sucks blood through a heart valve, no less, would smack that whiny child down the first time she hesitated to be with him. There you go. I see Anna Paquin brought her best Twilight-level acting to the fire ring scene. That was painful. Mm. That I agree. Mm-hmm. Go, Pam. The only one with some sense. And Eric would never, ever, ever speak to her that way. No. I don't buy it, and I will never accept it. Exactly. The writers are working their asses off to destroy Eric and Pam this season while rewriting Bill and his lack of concern for Jessica, making him the bestest maker ever. That's some bullshit. Mm-hmm. Jesus was looking kind of, dare I say, sexy in that bathroom casting his spell. He was. Move he- over, Lafayette. Mrs. Northman's coming in. <laughs> I don't think he looked sexy in the bathroom scene. Well, no, she don't mean when the face came, but, but when he was... Like, there's this one part before the, the devil face came, and he's all buffed up and everything because he's getting ready. Uh-huh. Like, when he, when he took her blood, and, uh-huh. and then he licked his finger. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. He was all swole up. Oh, yeah, he was looking good. To me, he looked cute when he was laying in the bed. He looked good throughout the whole thing. he was looking kind of pitiful. Oh, see, no, we don't want pitiful. We want strong. Well, yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> No. Uh-uh. That's not what I was trying to say. Oh, well, okay, rephrase that then. But um, anyway. Mm, mm, mm. Okay, uh, she says, Hey, actor who plays off seed, when you are abjuring your mate, please speak up and enunciate your words. I had no idea what the hell he was saying until the last line. Oh. But that was a good scene. Oh. I thought it was I, good. I could understand that. I could. One more positive point before I go. Eric can wear the hell out of cargo pants. Hot damn. I know. Hoping for a finale that redeems this hot mess, Sarah Northman. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you, Sarah, for the email. And, you know, parts of it I do have to agree with, though. Yeah, Eric was looking really, really good. But, yeah, they really dropped the ball, I think, on Sookie and her actions and dialogue for this season. Because, and and these last few episodes, especially this particular episode... And last week, she just acted out of character to me. I, I think so, too. Yeah, so they have dropped the ball on that. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think so, too. Yeah. And I I liked Alcide in this I liked Alcide, too. They gave him something more to do. Yeah. And they finally ended that shit with Debbie, which we knew was going to happen We knew it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. We just didn't know that it would be in this kind of way. Mm-hmm. And so I'm excited to see what happens next. The, yeah. the previews for next week look really good. And, you know, as far as Alcide enunciating, I thought he played his character perfect. He's a damn wolf. And he a big-ass wolf, too. Yeah. And he had just finished growling. So, you know, he wasn't going to be speaking the king's English. No. Too well, like a college professor. So I thought he did great. And I could understand him. I, I could. Yeah. But, but I loved it when he, when he, ooh, when he was saying all that stuff to Debbie and she was, no, no. Yeah. I yeah. Like that part That's too. what she get. What did she expect? I mean, come on now. Mm. Okay, well, that's all we have for now. We're a little bit early, so we know that not everyone has had a chance to email their thoughts on. Um, well, we, Ring of Fire. We, we, so can, we can cover them next us time. your emails and your feedback on this episode and what did you think. And you can do that uh, 
to our email address, which is sisterspeak at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. We have a voicemail line, which is 972-692-7341. Uh, you can also contact us on Twitter at underscore sister J and underscore sister K. And we also have a Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash sisterspeak podcast. Yep. That's it for this week. I am Sister K. And I'm Sister J. See you next time. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.